Welcome to RNGPC, a podcast formerly known as Character Development for a total of one episode. We are a Dungeons & Dragons podcast unlike other D&D podcasts. There is no long, drawn-out campaign here. We're creating random PCs that have fleshed-out backstories. We are all about the storytelling and the role-playing aspects of the game. My name is Nathan, and this is my co-host, Jake. How you doing, Jake? Hello. I am doing well, and uh, I'm fully caffeinated, and... Uh... Ready to bring and birth a new living role-playing character into the world today. I love it. Birthing it. I love that. A visual. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> How's, do you want to uh, cut? Do you want to cut the cord, or do you want you want me to? Um, we should discuss this ahead of time so that we don't get there and both be like, "Oh man, who's gonna take yeah, care of the yeah. placenta?" I want it to be like a ribbon cutting. I want this pair of scissors to be mm. huge, and okay. each of us to have a handle. Okay. When we when which we one of us it. is the one actually birthing then though? I think I think I am the I'm I'm birthing today. Okay, so you're the one that's actually legs up, and you still want to have a hand on the scissors. I've heard I it's a lot of work. Yeah, I feel like we're we're treading into a territory you don't want to be talking about. <laughs> <laughs> that's why the scissors have to be huge, so I can have a, uh, a, a one of the handles, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. we can you know cut it at the same time. I and think re- that release it into the world of D and D. Yes, that sounds safe. That sounds definitely <laughs> like something that doctors would recommend. Yeah, you just just gave birth. Here's a giant pair of scissors. <laughs> the umbilical cord can't be that thick. I don't. Whatever. Is this what we are now? Is this the podcast we are? Are we going to change our name again? Are yeah, we we're going to RNGPC. We, we are now two straight white men talking about a bird <laughs> thing and the experiences involved. Yes, we are the only people that should be talking about this. Yes. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> Very god. Very clearly. Also, this is all a joke. I know this is only our fourth episode. This is just our <laughs> level of humor. We do not believe this at all. <laughs> that is correct. That is correct. <laughs> oh god. All right. Before we get in trouble, um, I think it's too late. But should we dive into it? Uh, yeah. Unless there's anything else you wanted to touch on, I didn't watch any other D and D movies this week. Just watched Hereditary, which messed with my head in a whole different way. So. Yeah, that movie's wild. Um. Yeah, no, I think, I, yeah, there's really nothing that I've got going on different from last week, so I think we cool. should just, uh, you know, quarantine's nice. made all of our lives pretty basic, I think, so. Well, <laughs> Very uh, sterile. Yeah, so we can just uh, jump right into it today. All right, let's do it. All right, so I brought three different, uh, I guess, well, characteristics to my character uh, okay. this week. I decided to pick a race ahead of time, the flaw, and the background. So. Okay. It started with the flaw. I looked at a big list of flaws, and I thought that the flaw, in fact, the world does revolve around me. Uh, It's pretty good. Pretty good. Um, Nice, arrogant character. I like it. Um, Because, you know, not to get too deep into it right now, but there's a lot of reasons why people are arrogant, and I feel like a lot of that comes from insecurities. So I feel like, you know, right out of the gate, maybe my character was embarrassed when, like, they were high school age, because that shit, for some reason, stays with you forever, and... um, you know, then now he's pretends like he's not, you know, things of that nature that will obviously get fleshed out more as we just figure out everything else about him. Is there anything else you want to talk about, Nate, that you want to like maybe no, relate to? No, more I'm, with a, this? I'm okay. Thanks, so. <laughs> though. Okay. Right. No, yeah, I think that's a, that's a fun uh, potential uh, arrogant like character type thing. It, it does feel very, uh, I don't know, like there's a lot you could do with it. Yeah, I agree. Um, and we all know someone like that, right? We all know someone that has uh, that flaw. <laughs> oh, for sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like, in just in my everyday life, I look at someone who's, like, super confident. And even if it's not, like, an arrogant confidence, maybe it's one. Maybe it's the confidence that 
you want to be around, I find myself asking sure. myself, what hurts you? Like, what, what inside is hurting you so bad? But anyway, that's, uh, <laughs> I'm not uh, qualified to talk about those things. I'm not a doctor or uh, whatever, therapist. <laughs> although D is like therapy anyway it is these are no, all separate there, there's there are studies about that that, yeah. that show role-playing games actually do help uh, with disassociation and being able to put yourself in other people's shoes which is the most fun part oh, but yeah. i feel like we've just touched on like nine different topics that could be their own podcast so let's i'm gonna get back on track with what yeah. with what we're doing <laughs> um so i brought uh, i also decided his race ahead of time i'm gonna keep it super basic this time and he's a human I was looking at all these other like exotic races and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and the generic, you know, dwarves and gnomes. And I just thought, you know what? I don't think we've made a human yet. Uh, if we Probably have, not. you know, whatever. But uh, nope. I wanted to be a human this week. We've only made four of these. How are you forgetting already? Because, man, I don't but know. This is, our, this is our fourth one, actually. We've only made three of these. Yeah. Correct. And, and you can't remember if one was a human or not. No, we've nope. not done human. There's nothing wrong with humans. Humans are actually very good to play in D&D because they get a, like a, a generic just across the board increase to a lot of things that make them just kind of overall pretty good which yeah. just goes to show you this game was made by humans not by like dwarves or something because, you know. <laughs> not by some other fictional race yeah right <laughs> yeah so no humans fine i like human humans are, are are fun to play because we already have so many layers of complexity to ourselves that you know it's fine definitely and then uh, the, I chose the background as well, um, which I found on the D&D wiki, and I went right. with the background of Gambler, which mm. I am excited about. Um, mm. Obviously, this is uh, pretty self-explanatory, but the pitter-patter of dice rolling on a wooden table, the soft noise of shuffling playing cards, the pings and clinks of gold pieces hitting the table, these sounds are like an angelic symphony to you. <laughs> Love oh, it. Man. So, is it like an addiction then? Is it is it like the background of like? I mean, is it in itself also a flaw or like, what like? Well, I'm trying to what I'm trying to ask. I guess the question is is what's the, what's the positive side to being a gambler, right? Because everyone can in- inherently off the cuff know, oh, gambler, that's not necessarily a good thing. You know, it, it means that you're going out there and you're taking risks, which can be fine, but like. I'm just yeah. curious, what do you think are, are potential positives that could be brought from this background? Um, I think potential positives would be maybe something like, you know, in a, in a maybe in a bigger character arc or story, maybe my gambling was a problem and I have, you know, recovered and I no longer gamble out of addiction, but maybe I gamble out of necessity. Like there's something that fell into the wrong hands. You know, someone evil mm-hmm. now has something that could be used for greater good. And mm-hmm. I have to tap into my, you know, skills of persuasion and deception to get him to put it on the line in a game of chance that hopefully I control the outcome in that situation, if it's ultra important. But, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, yeah, I mean, that, that could be a good, I, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and, and that's where it's like, one, I, I feel like we both do this where we try and challenge ourselves to not lean into the cliches of it but sometimes cliches are cliches for a reason because mm-hmm. it's like they, they make sense it happens and like it, it's well known so i'm i'm just curious to see if there's a way that we can make it so that it's not a weakness actually for him it's actually a strength right yeah <clears throat> that it's actually something and I, and I like that idea um <clears throat> and the one thing i would maybe even say is with this with um with gambling part of the reason why it's seen so much as like a 
a flaw and or a weakness is because you're, it is chance, right? It is you're going out there and it's not in your control. So, like, I would be curious, is there a way we can maybe make it so that he's constant? And that's what's like, maybe not necessarily cheating, but found a way that, like, no, it's not chance anymore. Kind of like the, the arrogance from uh, Hangover with, uh, what's his name? What's the, the, the uh, Galifianakis' character? Yeah, when he's counting cards. Right? Yeah, or but 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 even before that, the line he has before that, when he's reading the book or whatever, they're like, "Oh, you you shouldn't gamble," or blah blah. blah. He's like, "It's not gambling if you're if you know you're gonna win." Yeah, <laughs> like it's that, right? And so, like, is there a system or something that he's created to the point to your point where it's like he now uses what everyone else has as a weakness, as this like addiction or something that they're gonna play this game of chance, but he's in some way made it so that it isn't that. And, and, and this is just again, I don't know, just spitballing, yeah. trying to think: is there a way to make it so that? I mean, because we're playing in a world full of magic and dragons here. So, like, what what did he maybe come up with or create or what has he used so that he has control over everything constantly? Yeah, and I think <laughs> yeah. that those are good questions. And I think a lot of those questions will have pretty definitive answers based on the characteristics that we're going to be rolling on that are associated with gambling. Because some of them are evil. Um, okay. Some of them are good. Like, for example, uh, one of the ideals for a gambler is everyone would be much happier if they just pulled up a chair, had a drink, and played a few played a few hands. So that seems like just a person who's just, you know, this is a form of yeah. entertainment. You know, no harm yeah. done. You know, things like that. Um, there's also, you know, some things that have maybe more, uh, they're vague and they kind of have a darker feeling. Like, I gambled big and lost. Never again. Like, so. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I feel um, like we're going to just learn a lot about this character when we, uh, based on the characteristics that we uh, we roll on. Okay. Yeah. Well, then you want to start that. Do you want to start rolling those so we can start having? Oh yeah, sure. Let's do it. Build out. Yeah. So again, um, I'm rolling on the gambler background that I found on the D and D wiki. So it has these um, four characteristics associated with it, and that's what I'm going to be rolling on. So the personality trait is a. Uh, D, there's eight personality traits. Sorry, I'm grabbing my dice. <laughs> I can't move my arms and talk at the same time. Yeah, um, no, it's fine. I've seen so... you try to chew bubblegum and walk. It's very entertaining. <laughs> so um, there's eight characteristics under personality trait for the gambler. So I'm grabbing my D8, and we're going to see what we get. And I got an eight, which is the one that I alluded to. I gambled big and big and lost. Never again. Nice. Nice. I like Ooh. it. All right. Um, so that's interesting. Um, so that could lean, I feel like with that one, maybe it fits along the lines of more of what uh, what I said earlier, where um, I gambled and it was a problem and I put something big on the line and lost it. And now I'm like in recovery. I don't gamble, but it's still, it's a device. And like, if someone asks me to play, maybe it's going to be really hard for me to say no. And I can kind of fall back into this, you know, this habit. Um, But I obviously try not to. I feel like this, I feel like so far I try not to gamble. Yeah, no, the one thing um, I would say is uh, how do do we want to interpret the, that actual sentence, right? Like, I gambled big and lost. Okay, that's kind of a fact, right? Okay, that's what happened. At one point, he lost something large to him. That's going to be fun for us to figure out what that is, how it lines up with everything else. Mm -hmm. But the whole idea of never again, does that mean I never gamble again or I never gamble big again? Is it now that, like, 
because you can still have control over it, right? You can True. still be to the point where it's like, oh, I still like to have fun and you know play these little games. But as soon as something more than gold starts getting involved, I'm out. Yeah, I can't, true. I can't. I can't do that. I can't. And I mean, what we could then take from this is, gambling is not just uh, necessarily always a card game or a dice game or something like that. People see going outside of the city as a gamble. People yeah. see going into a fight as a gamble. People see, you know, making business investments as a gamble. So, I mean, there's all different types of things that we can have that apply to. It doesn't have to necessarily just strictly be what we think of as, like, casino games or scratch-off tickets or some shit like that. Yeah. True, true. Um, Yeah, there's a lot lot of potential on on what that means. I feel like it's pretty vague, so um, I'm excited Mm -hmm. to figure out... Nice the rest and, of it and juicily vague <laughs> so the next thing is going to be this character's ideal which there's six ideals so i'm going to roll my d6 and i rolled a one so uh it looks like my ideal is risk nothing is worth doing if it's a sure thing Oof! how does this <laughs> I feel like that greatly contradicts my personality trait. (laughs) Well, and see, and this is where it's like, I feel like it's a Venn diagram, right? Because you're correct. Most of these two circles do not overlap. But we can find an area where these two do. Yes. Where in some way, shape, or form, it's... And this is kind of even what I was... um, It's the flip side of what I was saying in the beginning, right? Like, oh, maybe he took this and made it a strength of, like, he only does things he knows for sure. No. What if now it's the complete opposite? Yeah. (laughs) So it's like... No, he, he, I mean, even in like a, like, okay, so it, the suggested uh, alignment tool for this one is chaotic, right? Yes. This, to me, screams Joker. Yeah. Right? Think about it. So think, it, like, and, and in that way, maybe he's just somebody that's constantly setting up games. Maybe he's somebody that's constantly setting up these scenarios that, it is completely chance. It is <clears throat> even kind of Two Face esque. A lot of Batman references. A lot of, <laughs> but you got to flip a coin. You got to do this. You got to like everything is going to be a matter of chance. Um, that that could be how it is, right? And, and I mean, what these two things could say to each other is maybe he doesn't gamble anymore, like you were saying, and maybe he now is just the guy that is constantly setting up scenarios for other people to do it for other people to gamble for other people to lose things and other people to risk stuff mm-hmm. and he's constantly trying to make sure that it's it's chaos <laughs> or not necessarily chaos but like it is a matter of chance or in, in some way shape or form yeah yeah that i like that be. yeah <laughs> but okay all right let's see what's the next one so the next one is is the bond um which again is going to be a pretty big uh indicator on what we want to do with this character. So there's six of them. So, you know, D6. And I wrote a three, which is, I have to I have to win big to send money home to my family, even if I can never see them again. Oof. <laughs> I think okay. this one's going to be tough. Um, <laughs> this character's going to be real interesting, I think. So he has a family. Yeah. And maybe, so, I, and, uh, well, okay. So we can definitely tie this into the personality trait. I gambled big and lost, so I obviously somehow screwed my family over again, and I feel like I lost honor with my wife and maybe my kids, and now I just, maybe I can't, maybe I'm the one holding myself back from seeing them. There's not like a law or like mm-hmm. a definitive mm-hmm. hard thing stopping me, but I can't bring myself to face them again. But I still feel like, you know, as a man, 
I have to support them. Yes, the to- toxic masculinity, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but with that also, I mean, again, I think we'll, we'll be able to answer some of these questions once we have, I think there's one thing still left you wanted to add, right? The second flaw? Yes. Okay. okay. Um, yeah. So we'll be able to do that. But like, even just relating to your first flaw, like, how does that tie into his arrogance <laughs> about everything revolving around him? Um, but yeah, no, let's see. Let's see what the, the next uh, flaw is. All right, yeah, so the next flaw, um, I, I, it's, I feel like, you know, the basic D&D character, you're not going to have uh, two flaws. Maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm just talking about something that doesn't need to be discussed, but I really liked a lot of the flaws that are attached to this background, even though I already brought a flaw sure. to the table. And I like that, I just feel like the gambler background needed a flaw associated with gambling attached to it, so that I know how to play my character if and when I'm put in a gambling situation. Yeah, you know? no, no, no. I, I think that, I mean, well, and again, like I did this last week, right, where I brought in two personality traits. Exactly, yeah. I mean, they're, everything we're doing here is fast and loose. <laughs> there are no hard set rules or, like, what you have to do or what, like, whatever. And, and the fact, too, that, I mean, we're, we're rolling on these tables just to keep it, like, improv- improvised. You can take these types of things and make up your own at home. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, yeah, there's no rules. We can do whatever. And I, I like the idea of having two flaws, again, because... I think the more, like, I keep calling them tent poles, but, like, things you have staked into the ground about your character help you to make those choices, help you to then figure out, okay, if this is true, then what else is true? I agree. It's a a yes and, like, improvise, or improv type, like, exercise, so. Yes, I agree. So let's see, what's... All right, let's find out. Last D6. Ooh, buddy. I rolled another one, which is, I can't step away from the table while I'm losing. I have to be ahead, apparently. You know, so much of this character seems like he's just going to be a really happy guy. <laughs> yeah, we it's might sarcasm. finally... It's hard sarcasm. Yeah, we might finally just lean right into the D&D trope of terrible, like, traumatizing background, and I'm adventuring yeah. to, like, get away from it or whatever. But, uh, yeah, uh, no, this yeah. is... Uh, this, there's, a, there's a lot here to unpack. Okay. Uh, I think. Well, what what are your initial thoughts looking at all this? So my initial thoughts are, you know, I've I've got a problem. I think my person. See, oh man, I don't know. It's difficult to call them an addict because I, I when I think of you know he's a gambling addict, he's going to take on almost any challenge that comes his way just because he has to be gambling. The the rush of chance is what's addicting when you're in a casino. You know, like, I've, sure. I, I'm not addicted to gambling, but I've sat down at a casino, and it's like, man, the lights are going, your mm-hmm. your heart's racing, like, I can see why it can be very enticing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I get it. But my ideal is nothing is worth doing if it's a sure thing. Wait, am I contradicting myself? <laughs> what? What were you going to say? I finished your sentence. I thought it was going to say... I was trying to think that... Um, I won't shit. You know what? I lost it. It's gone. You um. won't shit? I think it's important. I don't think we see anything here that makes him not have to poop. I mean, he's still a man, right? He's not a woman. Girls are the only ones that don't poop. That's right. Jeez. Girls don't poop. Heard it here first. <laughs> hashtag girls don't poop. Um, um, okay, let me don't read. Don't look let that me... hashtag up. I don't know what that would, what that would bring up. It's probably not good. It's let definitely me... not D&D related. Definitely not. Definitely not. Um, let me start my train of thought over. Okay. So let's just break it down piece by piece. I feel like I'm confusing myself with this character. 
So okay. my personality trait is I gambled big and lost. Never again. So I'm cool. never going to play a high stakes game well, again. Again, like this is where it's like try not to have that apply directly to any one thing. Leave it in that vagueness, right? I mean, because that can kind of help us. Unless you have, like, unless you like that and you want that to be the one thing that is kind of like the defining part of it. When you say never again, and when you say gambled big, it doesn't have to be a casino-based game, right? It could yeah. even be, like, on, on anything. I mean, maybe he just gambles on every part of his life, right? Maybe there's, like, maybe, okay, so he has a family. We know he has a family, right? Yep. Maybe he gambled on what gender his kid would be, and he was wrong. And then he was just, like, his wife found out, got super pissed at him, and told him to leave. And he's like, yeah, that was dumb. That was stupid. I don't know why someone even, like, but, like... So it doesn't have to necessarily be that, right? Somebody, If somebody's willing to take the bet or it even like the gamble of I'm going to invest in this big company or I'm going to start my own company. It's going to be this huge big thing and it's going to be amazing and all this. But then it goes under. Yeah. And it's like, never mind. That didn't end up working. Like, so that, that's, that's my one input <laughs> okay. just, just to that. It's like don't, don't feel like it has to be I want a million gold on black and then it comes up red. And it's like, okay, cool. Well, yeah. There we go. <laughs> okay, true, true. Um, yeah. So then my ideal is nothing is worth doing if it's a sure thing. Mm -hmm. So he's a risk taker. Um, he, if he's gonna win, he doesn't want to do it. Not interested. He loves the rush is what I'm gathering from that. Mm -hmm. And then my bond is I have to win big to send money home to my family, even if I can never see them again. Mm -hmm. So something happens that I think ties into my personality trait of I gambled big and lost. And I I do think I've decided that it's going to be a sense of pride with my character. I, okay. My pride was hurt. My honor with my wife was hurt. I felt like she couldn't look at me the same way ever again because of the stupid thing that I did. But I still feel that it's my job to support them in any way that I can. Okay. Um, even so though I'm addicted to things that I don't think I can win. <laughs> okay. Well, well, so I mean even the okay, so I'm just I was just glancing through all of the the characteristics again real quick. There's nothing in any of these things that says he currently has to play games. Yeah, right? Right? There's nothing in here that says he himself has to be the one that is going out and placing the bets and rolling the dice and doing any of this. Yeah. Right? I mean, so what is another way? Because I'm, I'm going to take your bond and your ideal and try and tie them together. He needs to get money to go home, right? Mm -hmm. And nothing worth doing. Uh, nothing is worth doing, doing if it's a sure thing. I'm taking that and like his idea of risk. I, I, I'm not necessarily having it be just for him. I think he believes it as well. But I think he. What do you think if he also tries to press that onto other people, right? And again, this idea of like the Joker. And, like, I guess, kind of going back to the thing I already brought up, it's, like, what if he is setting up these scenarios for other people? Like, there's, like, a basic, like, he owns a casino now, right? Yeah. Or what if he has this thing and he is dead set against cheaters or he's dead set, like, so he is trying to get money. He is trying to stay close to this and to the rush and stuff. And he can, you know, step in and do stuff like that. And, like, he's distanced himself. But what if he's, like, a mob boss even now, right, where he's going out and he's, the, we know he needs to make money, right? He wants to be bringing in money to support people. And we also know that he likes chance and chaos. and like. But that doesn't necessarily mean that he himself has to 
constantly be putting himself at risk. It could be that he's putting other people at risk or putting other people into scenarios where he just, like, I mean, because he could even be a control freak here, right? Like, he could even be this person that's, like, he knows in himself that he gets addicted to things and it's hard for him to step away. So his way of itching that for himself is putting other people in that scenario. So he's a little invested and he's watching these other people do stuff. Like, is that, I mean, that's, that, I'm just trying to give you another potential option to yeah. think about with this. Yeah, no, um, I understand what you're saying. And uh, I see where you're coming from. But then my second flaw is I can't step away from the table while I'm losing. So in what situation sure. would I be putting myself at the table if I'm just trying to cause other people to potentially get addicted or feel the rush that mm -hmm. I want them to feel? Mm -hmm. Well, what I would say is if he knows he has that, that flaw in itself doesn't necessarily have to be exactly as it's spelt out. If he's aware of that, that could just mean he doesn't sit down. Yeah, true. <laughs> because it, it, like, and, and I know that might not be as fun. And if we want it to just be as spelt out, that's fine too. We can just go with that. But I'm just saying, if you know that about yourself, if you know what, like alcoholics to an extent, yeah, they know. I if I I can't just have one beer, I just can't because. And so if someone's flaw is after I have one beer, I have a second. Their thing isn't okay. Well, now I just constantly sit down and drink. It's no, no, no. I don't have beer. I get yeah. rid of all of the beer. It's all gone. It's not here. It's not. So if he knows he can't get up while he's losing, sure, there's a chance. Okay, I'm winning. Cool, I can leave now. It could also just mean he doesn't sit down. <laughs> like, and, and, and then how do you play that, right? How does that come across in that character? And if he is this gambler and he does need to be winning, I mean, it could just be an, a constant internal struggle and he does just, you know, lose himself at these tables and go on these binges and benders where, okay, he gets thrown out of the casino because he's ran out of money yeah. and he keeps trying to get back into the game. But it could also just mean, okay, I, and like, when we say table, it doesn't have, I mean, again, this is where I'm just trying to make it a little bit more abstract. It doesn't actually have to be a, a, a casino game like table. It just means he can't walk away from a scenario unless he is up, unless he himself is ahead. Yeah. So what are some other potential scenarios? It doesn't have to be a table. Again, it could be. In a fight, right? Like, if he, he doesn't run away from a fight, if he's gambling with his life, he needs to get the last punch. He yeah. needs to be... So it, it could be taken that way, right? It could be taken that he never gives up. He doesn't run away. Or, like... Yeah. So there's there's other ways to have that affect him that don't necessarily have to be directly with dice games and stuff. Um, I, agree, I agree wholeheartedly with what you're saying, especially when it comes to the sense of a, like a fleshed out campaign, because you're always, uh, DM's going to offer his, his or her players um, multiple options, sometimes in one session. You get a couple of leads that you want to go check out, and um, you can get a rush, the same rush as gambling with you know dice and money, as you can with like going on a high stakes adventure that someone's telling you, listen, this is dangerous. You shouldn't do this. It's like, oh, I shouldn't. Yeah. Well, now exactly. I'm going to. Exactly. You know? Yes. Exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah. So um, I, I feel like for the sense of a broad campaign, that's definitely something to keep in mind. Um, because and, and, you're right. The, the questions that you're asking, the things you're saying, you, there are correct. There are other ways to gamble. It's not you know inside a casino. But I think for our purposes, um, I think I want him. I, I, I think he. I think he's going to be a gambler in the stereotypical okay, sense, at sure. least in our moment that we have with yeah, him. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and the one thing I'll say too is um, this doesn't directly relate to this character, but it's kind of an overarching thing as like from a DM's perspective on this, or like a way a way to help your players play their character, like try and stay true to like these flaws and ideals or bonds or stuff. As a DM, I, I've I've read things and I've I've struggled with this, and it's hard to do, but. There's a system in Dungeons and Dragons where you give out inspiration, or you encourage them to like, oh, that was good. I like what you did there, or like you know, like positive reinforcement essentially. And as a DM, I think it's always important to know these little things about the characters, like the like their flaw of not being able to step away from the table if they're losing. Mm-hmm. If they make a choice in the game that is actually bad for the group or bad for themselves but directly relates to a flaw or a bond or a reason that would make sense for this character encourage that yeah for sure <laughs> to help that like and give them inspiration or give them something or even just call out and say like because other players might get mad at them for doing that thing but just be like you know what no he's he's playing true to the character now that doesn't mean you know completely derail the whole campaign and get upset and like upset other people but if there's a way you want to try and rationalize it that you think is interesting to the story and and and, and as a dm like i'm saying Give them inspiration. Give them yep. encouragement to do that in some way. Yeah. So this this idea of this flaw, you know, being able to step away from the table, if he's in a casino and just keeps going and keeps going, gets rid of all of his money that was supposed to buy, you know, I don't know, the horses that they were going to ride out of yeah. town on the next day. Sorry, that's his flaw. That's what he would have done. And yeah, it kind of screws us. But now we're here in town and we got to figure out another way to get money. Yep. So. Yeah. And it's going to be by gambling if it's my choice. <laughs> <laughs> who else has um, money guys 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 <laughs> yeah well and so i'll win the, this time i'll win this time the one other question i want to bring up is um when i'm looking at the gambler background there is a feature um as well that's uh let's make things interesting did you read through i did yeah which which i so i've been thinking about what you said that maybe i don't sit at the table often unless maybe mm-hmm. for whatever reason i have to Maybe I mm-hmm. maybe my new rush is orchestrating games for other people to have that rush. I get like a secondhand high from other people. Mm-hmm. So I think that maybe my character just set, helps people settle disputes, like even within your own group. Like there's always going to be tension in a group of like, no, I want to do this obvious mission or I want to do this obvious adventure. It's like, you know what, guys? Bet on it. Gamble. <laughs> Here, I got a bag of dice. Winner takes yeah. all, and it's like yeah. maybe that's my rush. I'm always finding a way to put two people together to risk something. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. No, I, I think I, I I like that, and I and I think the the one, I think we both are thinking of something or someone here that does something similar to this, and we want to avoid just ha- it be random chance. Like, the decisions you're going to make, make sure you're making decisions. And this is where it's like, it's interesting, because if it's for, in this scenario that you sound like you're describing, it's not, it's not you trying to make a decision. It's you trying to help settle something else for other yeah. people. Right? And so, like, I'm just saying, I think it's important to take the two different sides of this and and it's, it feels like he would just be neutral in it right he's he is chaotic in it and just being like okay sure yeah this is whatever this ends up happening i don't care i just want to see who wins yeah yeah <laughs> like and so it's it's that it's that idea of like i don't care about the outcome or like either side of it but just make sure that it's i don't know it's not like an uh, a crutch it's not oh i don't want to make this decision or oh i don't want to be held responsible for this this or this as as a player yeah like Make sure that the reason you're doing it is because the character in itself is like 
this is this is how I get off. <laughs> yeah. This is this is my thing. But like, no, that I, in itself is a choice. Yeah, I totally imagine what I just laid out as like, I mean, there's. Uh, I'll, I'll use character names that mean nothing to anyone who's listening to us, but Des and Andrin in the D&D campaign that uh, yeah. Jake and I are currently in, they bicker all the time. They're always yeah. at each other. They're always button heads, and they're always bitching yeah. about God knows what, and it's just like this yeah. character would walk in and be like, listen here, asshole, here's 4d6, here's 4d6, we're betting so you guys can shut up. And I'm going to, obviously I'd have more finesse than that because I'm going to convince them to do it, and that's part of my, my well, rush. So, so that's what I was going to say is that's in this feature, the let's make things interesting, yeah. right? It says uh, uh, roll for charisma if used many times. Uh, or what is it? You can convince nearly anyone to put up something they aren't willing to part with, property, information, coin, or any item, by putting up something that you have in a game of chance. Your DM might rule that. And so, like, it seems like he, he and, and then you have roles for it based on your, I think it's like your charisma or whatever. But, like, so he does seem like the type of person that would be somewhat charismatic and be able to come up and just be like, okay, here we go. You, you look like, let's put up or shut up. It's essentially that. It's that yeah. idea of, and, and you're right. And so like, that is an interesting dynamic to bring into a group scenario where it's just, it's how he gets off. It's how he, and like, so I guess then do we want to, start trying to figure out some of these other like life moments for him. Cause we know, we know a few things so far for sure. We know he has a family. Yep. We know he lost something that could in some way tie to why he is no longer seeing his family. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of really it so far, right though. That's, those are the two major life event things that we know about him. Yes. We know the, and so from that, do we want to start trying to flesh it out, or did you want to roll the stats to see if there's any way that those like? Because again, that's always interesting to be like, oh, okay, he's super intelligent. Maybe he went to school. Maybe he's learned it. Maybe he like you know, or oh wow, he's just super uh, uh, strong. So maybe he comes from more like background that required him to be more physical at some point. And so like, I, I just didn't know if you wanted to look at rolling those stats now, or if you wanted to start building out. Um, these other life events that have kind of led him to where we will interact with him. Yeah, uh, good. Uh, let's roll stats because I do think I do think okay. that for our purposes, stats can sometimes help make a decision. Because we, sure. you and I, both have you know a couple ideas in our brains right now, and hopefully sure. this can help uh, put in another tentpole for us, as as you call it. Yeah, I gotta think of a different name for those. No, it's <laughs> it's a good name. It's a good name. Poles. <laughs> it's a giant tent apparently, which is all sorts of different poles. Oh, here we go again. <laughs> Forgetting to pull up my dice ahead of time. That's all right. I've got mine ready, so I'll go first. Okay. Strength. Wait, wait, wait. How are we doing this? How, because last week got kind of crazy with uh, which numbers we were removing and, and how we wanted to do that. Do you want to set it so it's always the highest, always the lowest, or us just deciding which one to get rid of? Um, you know, it's a tough decision to make because... <laughs> I feel like if we make a decision as we roll, we're getting rid of the random numbers generator of our uh, sure, RNG sure. PC. Well, that's why, that's why I want to do it ahead of time. Like, ahead of time, set the rule, and then just run by it. Fine. So I'm, feeling, like, I'm feeling the lowest number this week. Getting rid of the lowest number. Okay. Okay. 46, right? You're rid of the low? Yep. yep. And you're starting with strength, you said? Yeah, start with strength. Okay. All right. So I rolled a 1, a 1, a 3, and a 5. So I rolled an 8 for strength. No, it's a 9 for strength. Sorry, math. Okay. There we go. <laughs> Good. Um, the one thing I'll also say is uh, humans... What is, I think 
Do they get a plus one to all of their stats? Oh, I don't know. Maybe I did not. No, I, I mean I know they're pretty well rounded oh, characters. Yeah, two different ability scores of your choice can be increased by one. And I know it's not a, not a huge thing to this, but I'm just saying, like, if you wanted to really amp something up, uh, we we could look at doing that. Yeah, I'll keep by that in just mind. Adding a one to any one of these. Okay. Okay. So I'm rolling decks, and we're moving the lowest one. All right. Uh, I rolled a six, a three, a two, and a one. So nine. We have eleven for decks. Okay, that's not bad. Uh, remind not. me in a, in um, uh, words, man. They're hard sometimes. In an actual campaign, when you have when you have like when you're rolling performance checks and persuasion checks, sure. does decks does that affect like your slight your sleight of hand? Correct. Uh, yes, I believe it does, because uh, it's dexterity and means, like, how, how in control are you of little movements of your body, or being able to move your body in a rather finesse way. Yeah, so that's so I good. Believe, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and the thing, too, is I'm going to say is for Gambler, he also has skills that you're given, which, again, in-game have certain specific things they help you with. Yeah. But to help us kind of figure out the background for this, the skill proficiencies are deception and sleight of hand. Mm-hmm. So not only will he... I mean, eleven's not great <laughs> for uh, for decks, but for sleight of hand, he will be able to be a little bit better at that. And when rolling, it, there's it just means you're you're better at it because you can add your uh, oh my god, I forgot modifier. Yeah, well, no, you add uh, uh, your proficiency modifier to it. Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, yeah. So it, it means you're, you're just that much better at that one specific thing. Anyways, that's enough of diving into the weeds of D&D. <laughs> um, so, yeah, if you want to roll uh, Constitution. Constitution. I rolled a two threes, a four, and a one. So I rolled a ten. Getting rid of the one. Whew, okay. Wow. These are the more mundane average numbers we were looking for, right? Yeah, I think so. So, so ten, again, is baseline. It's average. It's your right run of the mill. Just He is just a normal human when it comes to constitution okay so this is for intelligence i rolled a five a three a two and a two so that makes a 10 for intelligence all right all right i'm an average intelligence so far this guy is just boring as fuck (laughs) maybe that's why (laughs) he needs this rush he needs to feel special yeah yeah all right right, wisdom coming right up coming at you i rolled a two three four five so drop the two uh, a 9, 10, 12. 12. Okay, so that's... Wait, 2, 3, 4, 5... Nine, yes, okay. That, yes, it's 12. Sorry. Yeah, 5 plus 4 is 9, yeah. Mental math is hard when I'm not looking at the, the individual things. Math is just hard. You can stop there. It's... Okay. It's not for me. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, charisma is next, and there's the final one. Let's see if we can get a big number here. Big money, no whammy. Uh, yeah, this isn't bad. I got a 5, a 4, a 4, and a 1. So nice. that is 9. So 13. That's our best one, which I, I, I'm I happy with. Yeah. Does well, it completely is, throw everything off? Yeah. Well, the thing, too, is like I said, you can add a plus 1 to any one of these. Um, or, let me see. Two different, yeah, two different ability scores of your choice can increase by 1. And as far as, like, by an actual, like, in-game, what would be the most effective things to add a one to how how the modifiers work is for every on every even you get to add another plus one to the roll so like 
when you're sitting at 10, that's zero. You get nothing added to it. But if you're yeah. at 12, you add a 1. If you get a 14, you get 2, so on. So, so it's the odd no- or it's the even numbers that matter. So if when looking at this, any one of the odd ones, if you added a 1 to it, would actually increase the rolls. So that's, again, the <laughs> that, yeah, that's thing. That, it, yeah, like, that's definitely things you want to consider when you're going to be in combat and actually rolling things. But I do think mm-hmm. for this specific character and how I am envisioning role-playing them... Um, I I do want to take that into consideration, and I think I want to take advantage of my human trait and add a one to my dex and a one to my charisma. Okay, I think that's smart. Yeah. Um. Cool. So, just as a recap, strength nine, meaning he is below averagely strong. <laughs> yes. Um, dex is a twelve, which means okay, he's kind of loosey, like he can be elusive and move around, and a little bit better at being able to do sleight of hand stuff. Sorry, I just cracked my knuckle. Um, (laughs) (laughs) A a little better at sleight of hand stuff, um, as well as cartwheels, if he's got to do a cartwheel. (laughs) um, This is victory dance. Yeah, and then constitution is a ten, which just means like your overall hardiness, and it's just kind of like, okay, he's normal. He's probably got like a dad bod. (laughs) 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 Just perfectly average and normal. Intelligence, also a ten, just average, meaning he doesn't necessarily have any higher schooling of any sort wisdom is a 12 meaning he's a little bit more street smart than he is book smart right yeah so he can read people a little bit better and he understands situations uh, a little bit better than he does actual like remembering any type of learned history or stuff like that and then charisma of 14 means that he is just good at interacting with people and good at and being able to read people as well as getting people to see things his way so yeah so that is kind of where we have this character at. Yeah, right I like it too. All right, cool. Um, so, then when also... Let's see if there's anything else. Yeah, so that was... I think it is helpful. So what are you thinking then as far as trying to get into his actual backstory? Okay, so... Like you mentioned earlier, we have two things that are already pretty concrete. Um, mm-hmm. I gambled big and lost. Whatever gamble means... Um, mm-hmm. never going to have that happen again. Mm-hmm. And I feel an obligation to win big to send money to my family, even though I can never see them again. So I have a mm-hmm. family, and I've made some sort of grave mistake yep. that allows me to never see them. Yeah. Um, again, I think I, I well, we can figure out what it is, but I like that it's myself preventing me from seeing my family. Okay, there's so not self-isolation. Like a, yeah, there's not like a law or like, you know guards protecting my family that'll kill me on Mm -hmm. sight i Mm -hmm. have hurt my pride with my family and i am stopping myself from seeing them again um how do they feel about that um what i know i mean i don't think i would know right i think in my brain they hate me and i'm the enemy and i ruined their lives and that's and unless i think i have corrected that in some way i can never bring myself to come back so i don't i think that's the story in my character's brain whether or not that's mm -hmm. true i don't think i would know Okay. The the reason I, I kind of more so ask is because I think that could help us figure out um, what gambling he did, right? Because you're you're correct. You're correct for the character. That's just how he sees it, and it's 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 it is what it is. But still, in the world around them, in some way, shape, or form, like 
if he gambled away something that was really important to the family and they're also upset at him about it, like, I mean, you would know that, right? You would at least yeah. know, like, oh, they they actually are mad at me and they, like, because people can be mad at you until you leave, never come back, and then instantly regret it, right? Yeah. And, like, so he would at least know how they initially responded to that loss, right? It's not like he went out and gambled and then... And then ran away. Or maybe he did, and that's where it's like maybe he maybe they think he's dead, or like maybe he doesn't know what they think, or blah, blah. so it's it's not we don't have to necessarily go into their whole emotional reactions to it. I'm just yeah. curious when he told them that, what was their reaction? Because they, and and we can reverse engineer it, right? Depending on how you what you want their reaction to be, we could figure out how what it was he kind of lost, or maybe he's overreacting, or like you know, I mean. And again, it doesn't necessarily have to matter. I'm just trying to help us find at least some a little bit more specific things in, in some areas so that we can then flesh out some other stuff. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think it is important to know what I did. I think it's important to know for to move the character forward what I did that brought out these the personality trait and the bond. Um, I think it's important to know what I lost and at least mm-hmm. how my family felt about it when they discovered what I lost. Mm-hmm. Um whether or not those emotions are true long term, and I'm just punishing myself. Yeah, that you don't have to know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But so I gambled big and lost. Um, I think that maybe okay. So the flaw I brought to the table is that the world revolves around me. So my character has mm-hmm. some sort of arrogance about them, whether or not mm-hmm. it's it's grounded in any reality. So maybe I just got tied up with the wrong people. I thought maybe I could get involved with a casino or maybe maybe a guild runs this casino in town. And I'm like, you know what? I'm smarter than these guys. I'm great. I can totally find a way to fix this in my favor. So I can essentially, like, you know, maybe I make money to do no work to do mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. You know, so maybe the gamble that I made was just with my reputation and well-being. Maybe I uh, was a hard worker. I didn't want to work hard anymore, so I got in too deep with this casino and the people that were running it, and I messed up. And they wanted repayment, or they realized I was stealing from them or something. Something along those lines. What are your thoughts about any of that? Yeah, no, I mean, (laughs) what's funny is I like that. It, It kind of almost sounds like if we wanted to, we could make some form of a D&D Marty Bird. Yeah. <laughs> from, from Ozark. Yeah. If we kind of wanted to here, right? I mean, I don't know if anyone's too familiar with Ozark, but like, I gambled big and lost. Never again. Their whole big thing, I'm having to move from Chicago. Him not wanting to get involved in doing more things with the cartel. Um, nothing is worth doing. Well, that's the only thing that's his ideal. Doesn't really align with Marty Bird. Cause not at all. He, not yeah. at all. <laughs> um, but I'm just saying, in some way, shape, or form, if we wanted to have this idea of like, oh, he, like, because that's what I kind of, I took from, uh, what you were saying there is like, oh, I can set this up so that it works for me. I can set this up so that I'm able to get something out of this and win this game, fix this problem. Um, I think that kind of maybe goes against his his one ideal of the if it's not a sure thing, um, nothing's worth doing if it is a sure thing. Um, that would be my only th- like. How how do you think the ideal fits in with what you, what you kind of said, right? Where if he's coming to this casino or underground thieves guild or whatever, whoever's running this form of gambling how how does that fit in with him saying nothing worth doing i mean maybe his sure thing wasn't necessarily the game and this is where again i think i like the idea of taking 
the nothing worth doing is a sure thing and not having it on a micro level, having it on a macro huge mm-hmm. level. So to him, it's not like, oh, no, this game of cards is not worth playing if I don't know if I'm going to win. Like, no, no, no. He, he's fine with trying to fix the game maybe, but th- him trying to fix the game in itself is the risk. Him trying yeah. to flip or, or set up a scenario where he doesn't have to work for it. That's the risk. That's the unsure thing of it. Um, so, yeah, I, I like that idea. I like that he's... And and that's the one thing I think we can start then in our third tier of naturally formed other characteristics. One of them is the uh, organizations or allies he has, right? Yes. So um, with, with that, I was just going to then say potentially whoever this um, group or... Um, I don't know, mob <laughs> yeah. is that, that he set up or that he, he went against. And so I'm assuming this is what you were thinking would be um, where he gambles big and loses, correct? Yes. Okay. Um, and I like what you said, um, <laughs> which is gone. <laughs> <laughs> what was it, the the macro versus micro thing? The, the like, uh, like the... I like I like that you said that like the so fixing the games that mm-hmm. segue you went into that's that's what I like where my unsure thing is whether or not I can ex- actually successfully fix the game to work in my favor I maybe I always think I can but the odds aren't always there but I'm too mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying am I reminding yeah, you what yeah, you said yeah, yeah. <laughs> no so what I was saying is that like in 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 his idea of Gambled big and lost, never again, right? So maybe, I mean, it can kind of inform off of that, right? Maybe when he gambled big, he wasn't trying to fix the game. He was just playing the game, and he lost. And he was like, never again am I going into a game that I don't feel like I can win. And then his idea of the risk is, well, nothing worth doing, or nothing is worth doing if if it's a sure thing. So him going into the game, that that's when he stepped up to the next level. Once he gambled big and lost, he realized this game is not the actual game. I gambled big and lost to the house because this game was fixed. I am just a pawn in this and I'm done. I'm done playing this game. I want to step up and play the house's game. Yes. I want to be the one trying to set the odds and set the things like that's the risk. That is the bigger thing that I don't know if I can do, but that's yes. the game I want to start playing. It's mm-hmm. the game within the game. <laughs> yep. But, um, I'm, but I'm arrogant enough to believe I can because the world yeah. evolves around me. Exactly. And so, okay. like... That's what I like. I like that. Don't forget that. Okay. Because I might. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, it's, so it's this idea that he got burned by playing something and, like, then decided to step up and try, start trying to make his own games start trying to make these scenarios that he had control over and seeing if people would catch on <laughs> seeing yes. if if he was able to pull something over on people um so if that's kind of his like is that his motivation then is that kind of where where what is he trying to is he trying to screw people over here i mean some of the other things we can look into going uh into in this third tier that we kind of need to answer are the his alignment as well as his motivations right like what what do we think we know he wants to send money back to his family we know he feels like he can't see his family is that his only motivation is there anything else he's like how is he trying to win yeah. if he doesn't if he doesn't like playing small games of chance and he needs these almost kind of like 
bigger scenarios where he's like, okay, I need, like, I'm not gambling anything myself. I'm not gambling money or th- like, and so that's, maybe that's what he'll never do. And we kind of talked about this a little bit where it's like, maybe he doesn't actually gamble gold anymore. He gambles yeah. with lives <laughs> or he gambles with his reputation or he gambles with this idea of, no, I can get away with this. No, I can push through these crooked games or this or, or whatever. Um, but what does that mean? His motivation is then, is he trying to start his own casino? Is he trying to start his own guild? Is he trying to just go around and swindle as many people as he can to send money back by being like, okay, cool, I'll, I'll deal the cards and I'll, I'll set up this whole game, but you know, you pay me this much gold and then you guys gamble against this and then whatever happens and, and then all of a sudden at the end of the game, both people realize they lost and yeah. that it's like, wait, and he what? pieces the, out. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Like, and uh, there's a really interesting, um, do you ever read or hear or watch American Gods? No. At all? Um, I'm familiar with main, it, but I haven't never got into it. One of the main characters in it is known as Mr. Wednesday, and he is just a, a grifter. Just goes from place to place, just swindling people. And one of his grifts that they, at least in the book, they, 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 I'm not sure if they did it in the show, but they talk about it. Is he walks into a convenience store and it gives him a $100 bill and asks for change. He's like, hey, can I get, you know, just like this many tens or blah, 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 whatever. And then okay. he's like, wait, no, I'm sorry. I actually want this. And the, and just goes through this whole scenario where he eventually ends up getting his $100 back and an additional like 50. Nice. Because he just keeps switching what he wants and what he's asking for and, and like increments and blah, blah, blah. And, and it's just, and the person is just so overwhelmed by it. So like it could be that right is that like maybe he's just a grifter maybe he's just someone that's coming through and just constantly trying to swindle these people but these little like like uh, okay so i'm even imagining like a person on the street with the shells right like oh we'll follow the yeah follow the thing under the shell where's the book like that's a little smaller scale of it but what 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 is a fun big like thing like that right like what like i i because i think we could i think there's two directions we can go with this one super small scale street level like someone that's just trying to make a few bucks and send them back and like doesn't like to actually be a part of the game at all because of some past experience he had or super highbrow well done trying to build an empire trying to build something because he got screwed by somebody else's empire and somebody else's thing and he's like you know what my only way of redemption is by me myself fucking over everyone else yeah by being somebody that the way I stop myself from getting fucked over again is by fucking over everyone else. Yeah. So I like that one better, but I, I back, my concern with just trying to create my own casino empire for in the in a and d world would be that kind of solidifies that character to eventually having to stay in one spot, right? Wouldn't you agree or no? So that's, that's the one thing, like, not the one thing, but with D&D... I don't think it's bad to have a concrete goal like that, to have something that does have an end point, because you're not going to get it immediately. Yeah. But but if you do eventually get it, that hopefully by then you have played this character long enough and you've stepped into them enough to figure out what's next. Do they yeah. maybe enjoy the lifestyle? And, and then even there's plenty of campaigns where you can just then be like, I mean, shit, in a city for Dungeons and Dragons, there's enough you can just do in that city to run a campaign around. Sure, maybe you don't go out and fight dragons, but a dragon can attack your town. Yeah. Or, sure, maybe you're not going out and, you know, trying to dungeon dive and dungeon delve and find all this treasure and stuff, but maybe someone comes in and steals shit from you and, and now you got to go break into their house. Like, so there's plenty of ways to make it so that 
just because you're locked down or you have that one thing that you've built and you've achieved, people are going to still try and take it from you. Yeah. People are still going to try and tear you down. And like, also, I, also there's yeah. magic in this game. Uh, aren't mm-hmm. there? Isn't there shit where I can just like have a traveling casino? Couldn't I yeah. put a casino oh, fuck, in yeah. my pocket yep. and just be like, "Here's my casino. Let's play, bitches." Yep. And like, I'm there, constantly there, improving there, it and making there, it bigger there, and better. There are magic items that are pop-up taverns that are literally just. You have a thing, and then you put it out, and it's up for the night. And then at sunrise, it goes away. And so, like, and then it just gets small again, and you're able to then just pop it back out. And so, like, there's, yes, so that that could even be, that could be great. That, that's awesome. That could yeah. be super fun, where it's like, that that could be his end goal, is to have this type of traveling casino that goes around and just is, is constantly making money and bringing him some sort of revenue that he goes back out I mean, again but everything could and again it doesn't have to be a casino per se but like having some sort of empire yep. that he he now is just constantly trying to swindle and get away with and yeah. like because that that is the one thing i would say is what i would be more afraid of is yep. the, the 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 risk ideal right that nothing worth doing uh nothing is worth doing if it's a sure thing like so if he's fixing these games and he's trying to like with him opening this casino, does that completely then negate the sure thing of it? Or maybe once he does that, and once it's up and running, and it doesn't feel like a risk anymore, he's just like, "Well, fuck! Now I'm bored." Yep. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think... what, like what? <laughs> this is a, oh, this this is now too safe. I know I can get away with this. I've been doing this for years. It's oh, yeah. I'm bored. Like, and, and it so it just becomes, and that that in itself is almost is another flaw. Yeah. And <laughs> that he constantly needs to be chaotic and, and and making chaos and trying and, and i think the one thing that could even be fun is in this type of casino or environment he allows other people to bring in games yeah like, okay what do you got what is your thing let me figure because he wants to then figure out this game and figure out how he can rig it for himself exactly and and make it so that okay fine yeah i broke you yep <laughs> there you go and <laughs> i i, I <laughs> and i do think that you know if he does ever accomplish this goal i do think he would be bored or maybe he knows that Maybe his goal is to make a big enough name for this pop-up casino or whatever that mm-hmm. other big people are going to start approaching him and like being like, "We're going to be a part of this, whether you like it or not." And like the risk that comes with notoriety is unsure, and so, that's kind of what he's maybe striving for. So then, is he maybe trying to go out of his way to encroach upon other people? And the other thing, like, like, so when he gambled big and lost at whatever place it was, is he now trying to make it so that he can eventually go back there and put them out of business and realizes that in itself is like, I don't know if I can do it, but I'm gonna fucking try. Yeah, no, I think that, I think that the, he lost, I think he was the little man at one point. He was the normal mm-hmm. kind of person who maybe thought he was cooler than he was or smarter than he was. And he got crushed by some okay. big empire or some big guild or whatever and now his goal is to just never feel small again so Mm -hmm. he's constantly crushing other small casinos and just swindling games and making people lose and you know um and eventually i think he would want to crush the people that crushed him um but i think he wants to be like a notorious like almost like a gangster i think he just wants to be the top dog and the risk and that that comes with a lot of risk like you know the person on top Mm -hmm. always has people clawing at their feet Mm -hmm. um and I think that's the. There's a lot of uncertainty there. How long can you stay on top? Can I do this forever? You know, mm-hmm. I, I think there's a lot of. I think I don't think that goes against the ideal, because I don't think it's ever a sure thing. How long can you have yeah, all this yeah, attention yeah. on you and not get killed? You know. So 
the one thing that I'll say here is we have to still figure out alignment, and I think we... I think this is our first evil character. I was going to say, I think we have backed ourselves into a very playable chaotic evil character. Yeah. Because, the again, the, I think we've talked about it before, if you come in wanting to just be this chaotic evil character, like it doesn't mean you don't have things you want. <laughs> it doesn't mean that you don't have goals and things you're striving for. But, like, this character, like... He has a sense of purpose and what he's trying to do. Like, and again, like it, it does feel Joker esque uh-huh. in a way of like, I don't know how long I can keep this up, but I'm gonna just keep going. But I love it. <laughs> and I'm just yeah. gonna keep, keep trying. And like, because it's not lawful. I mean, it, it's it's he's definitely trying to constantly break the system, right? I think he he finds shiny things, and he and yeah. The more I think, because think about the Joker, like especially in the, the Dark Knight the series. Actual, well, well no, I was gonna say that the the killing joke, the the what actually gives the Joker like a background. He has one bad day. His whole thing is he has one bad day and he breaks. Yeah. Anybody is one bad day away from being him. Uh-huh. Anyone could be him. And so it's that's what they tried to do in the Joker movie to an extent, and we're not gonna get into reviewing that. But it's it's this idea of like he was broken. Yep. And now he wants to show that other people can be too. Yeah. And so like that is and he he's aware that he will be stepping on toes of potentially other big people that maybe have more rules and lawful ways they go about doing this, but fuck them. Yeah. He's like, it doesn't matter how you break somebody, all that matters is that you do. Yep. I love it. And yeah, and so but again, just with like a word of precaution within a group. That doesn't mean that you're constantly trying to screw over this group. Yeah. You see them as a means to your ends. Because the one thing I was going to say is, if he's trying to do this pop-up casino, when are we going to meet him? Are we going to meet him right after he got broken, right after he leaves his family, and he has nothing? Because even in his own mind, he will then realize, well, shit, I need gold. If I want to do this, if I want to break people, if I want to start this type of machine of a sort that made me the way I am to make other people lose everything i can't just do it with nothing yeah i need stuff i need to and i need to start yeah so i i think that that when i am cool with either meeting this character shortly after he was broken and maybe our little rp moment is his first little experiment his first taste of what he could possibly do but i'm also okay with maybe if someone takes this character and puts it into a campaign he's kind of maybe he's already a little established Sure. He's got well, his tricks. If you really want to figure those out ahead of time, um, uh, you definitely got to start either somewhere close to the middle, or right, yeah, shortly after he was broken. Yes, and so what I will say with this is, I think this is one of our first characters where hey, this would be a really fucking interesting PC for a DM to bring in. Yeah, right? on the opposite end, not beginning, not him. Like, oh, this is what he's. What does this guy look like established? Yeah, what is his like? What if your campaign and your group comes across this fucking casino? Well, like, so you have your lawful paladin <laughs> that is just going through and realizes, wait, everything in here is nobody can win. Everyone's just wait a minute. <laughs> like, Everyone's what losing. Is, yeah, what is that like? Because how interesting would that be? Like, there's a there's a villain for you. <laughs> there's yeah. someone that like instantly is just like, yeah. And what do you what the fuck are you gonna do about it? This is what I'm doing, and I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Like, so I, I I agree as far as a playable character. Very interesting to see him in the beginning stages of this and him trying to build. Like, I mean, even <laughs> uh, I'm reading, I just started the book, uh, A Devil in a White City, which okay. is, uh, are you familiar? Do you nope. know? 
Okay. It's about the Chicago's World Fair and about uh, uh, H.H. Holmes, the first ever ever recorded serial killer. Okay. (laughs) And in that, H.H. Holmes builds a giant hotel-like thing in Chicago that is literally just built for him to kill people in different ways. Okay, I'm familiar with that hotel. Yes. So, so... This isn't exactly that, right? Because no. his his driving force isn't to kill people. I mean, I I almost even think, what do you what do you think his views on killing people are? I mean, do they have money to give me still? If they still got coin in their pocket, they should be alive. Exactly, right? And so that's <laughs> that's what I think is another interesting thing about this is I almost think that he doesn't want to kill people because then they have no use to him. He can't break them if they're dead. Exactly. That's yeah. Boring. Like so. I think that's another fun aspect to this is I don't think he actually wants to like harm people. But but in the establishment he's trying to build, what I was getting at with the Devil in the White City, is he builds this whole thing for him to have fun. He yeah. has these evil underlying urges that he doesn't know what to do with, so he decides to make a theme park for himself where he just screws over people. So I would love to see just like what are potential different games that he can create that no matter what you lose. I mean it's like it's like Big Daddy, the kid in Big Daddy. Like yeah. what game are we playing? It's called I Win. win. <laughs> um, but oh, hang on, I gotta fix my headphones. Yes, we are definitely playing. I win. The world revolves around me, and in this world, I win. Um, I like that a lot, and I do okay. like. I do like for our purposes. We are going to, when we dive into the RP. We are going to meet this character shortly after he was broken. And he's trying to figure okay. out how he's going to build himself back up. Okay, so that's cool. where we're going to meet this too. character. Very nice. Um, and then, do we want to? What class do you think this guy is? Because I don't have anything that necessarily jumps out at me right away. I mean, I feel like I don't. I feel like there's a lot of things here that are pulling us in a lot of different directions, and it took a while for us to get to our solid foundation that we're at now. So mm-hmm. I don't want to muddy the waters anymore. And I, to me, I think this character's a rogue. Why? Because rogues are cunning. They they have um, for the purpose of like actual gameplay. They're usually pretty deceptive. They've got you know modifiers to sleight of hand in their decks. Um, you know their uh, passive perceptions usually relatively high, so they can just examine the things around them without a, a lot of effort. Um, and I just think that all of those things will help us make this you know this person better at what they do. Okay, um, I, I I agree, and I I don't, I don't think that is a wrong way to be looking at this at all. And I was just looking at potentially different because when everyone thinks of rogue, it's, Ooh, they're going to stab or they're going to steal. Like that's it. But I wanted to see what other potential archetypes there are for rogue. Not necessarily that we have to dive into it, but just to kind of see what else there can fit and be. Yeah. And okay. there are two that popped out to me when just Googling it. Okay. There is mastermind and swashbuckler. Okay. So, uh, Swashbuckler might not be exactly right. Mastermind was the first one. And for Mastermind, it says, Your focus is on people and on the influence and secrets they have. Many spies court, uh, and schemers follow this archetype, leading lies of intrigue. Words are your weapon, as often as knives and poison. And secrets and favors are some of your favorite treasures. So yeah. it's not exactly, the, the, but it could definitely be this, right? You have, uh, there's the master of intrigue. Uh, when you choose this archetype at third level, you gain proficiency in a desi- this, uh, disguise kit and a forgery kit. Also could be super helpful. And uh, so the thing, too, is, um, and again, this kind of comes down to the DM here, how you want to do this. I've never really had it where uh, 
uh, where this matters. But so with Gambler, you get uh, proficiency in two types of gaming sets, and I'm using air quotes here, which just means like, oh, you know how to use cards, or you know how to use dice, or you know uh-huh. how to do. I've never had a scenario where it's been like, oh, okay, you're going to try and roll dice and figure this out. Like, okay, are you proficient in dice? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's never yeah. come up, but it sounds like for this character, and again, if you're the player character in this, and you, you want to make this a thing, talk to your DM about it, right? And be like, I'm going to constantly try to be getting people to play a game where I have it rigged. Yep. I have proficiency in this, so please allow me, when I roll whatever it is I roll, take that into account. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and again, every character is different and every DM is different and every game is different. So just make sure you're all having fun with it. And I think yep. the most fun version of this character is someone where you take that and you figure out what that means in-game. Anyways, this is a very long way to say, in the mastermind thing, you also get to gain another gaming uh, uh, another gaming set of your choice. So you could literally have three to four different types of gaming systems that you're proficient in and just know how they work. Yeah. And then whenever in a scenario when you want to try and influence someone or take something from someone or steal something or do whatever it is, you use that. You use these gaming sets and you use them in some kind of fun, intriguing way. Um, so yeah, so I, th- I definitely agree with you on Rogue, and I think he's a mastermind. Me too, <laughs> I agree. There, then there's, there's even Master of ta- Tactics, the insightful manipulator, misdirection, soul of deceit. What is this? I always like reading the biggest, craziest thing at the yeah, very Yeah, with the end. highest like, level. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's like, starting at 17th level, your thoughts can be, can't, can't. be read by telepathy. Oh my god, that's, that, how great would that be for someone that, again, and, and so... As someone that likes to DM, this is an amazing villain. Yeah. <laughs> this is like, yeah, like you can't. Okay, you can't read. Uh, your thoughts can't be read by telepathy or other means unless you allow it. Uh, you can present false thoughts. Um, damn. Additionally, no matter what you say, magic that would determine if you are telling the truth indicates that you are being truthful. If oh. you so choose. Yeah. You can't be but, compelled, compelled by compelled to tell the truth by magic. So like that bullshit circle yeah. of truth that. Our, one of our Zone players of tries to cancel all the time. Yeah. Wouldn't Zone matter. Yeah. Yeah. That's and dope. so like, yeah, th- this definitely, and that's like the biggest, highest, like, you know, type of thing, but like totally fits for this guy that wants to run this giant shady yep. business. And so again, this character can still fit in with other good characters in a campaign, especially early because he needs to build up resources. He yeah. needs to figure out how these games work and maybe that's the thing you talk about with your dm right it's like hey i want to discover games that i can manipulate and and make sure that everybody loses in them so as we're going anytime there's a scenario for me to sit down and play these games i I will this is what i want to get better at this is what like some people like you know like oh wizards want to find as many spells as possible put them in their spell books they have Sure, that's fine. Fighters want to, you know, find the big, strongest weapon of the thing and all of this. And uh-huh. other people, like, his thing is he wants to figure out how these games work yeah. and how to manipulate people through them. Um, and, yeah, the, and the last thing I want to say on this topic before we uh, bust out the last few things that we need is that um, if, this is, if someone's taking this character and playing them in the world, they're a playable character, evil is always subtle. Like, yes. your character is going to recognize that in this world there are laws and there are rules and you are breaking them and you're going to be subtle about it. Everything goes to shit if you get caught always. So just like chaotic evil does not mean in your face, the more subtle you are with your evil tactics, the better off you'll be. Yeah. And, and, and yes, I completely agree. It's this idea of, of uh, um, survival, 
Right? Yeah. <laughs> at the end of the day. And, it, and that doesn't mean – because anyone that's doing something, quote-unquote, evil, they don't see it as evil. Correct. Right. They see it as like, oh, this is what – but to your point, they understand that there are still laws. They just disagree with those laws and don't think they're right, and they want to make sure that they can do this for yeah. a long period of time. So, yes, you are correct. Um, cool. So – then the other things I would like to maybe try and figure out is, do we want to set up any kind of, like, organization or a group that, like, he screwed over? Or, like, is it just the, the Thieves Guild in the city he's from? Did he run from that city? Is he in a different city? Because his family's not here anymore, yeah. right? So what what is what is that? And what do you think even his relationship with his family is? Because this is a, a somewhat evil or, like, he seems like a very self-centered character. Yeah. But even self-centered people have other things they care about as well. Maybe not as much as they care about themselves, but it's a string that somebody could pull on. And which could just be interesting for this character to know, like um, like last week with uh, Maurice, where it was like, oh, no, like he cares about Jimmy. If anything happens with Jimmy, everything else is out the window. He will make sure that this little kid is okay that he yeah. kind of helped raise. So with this family... He's sending money back to them. Is it just to your point where he just feels obligated to? It's the he's the, still the leader of this family and the man, so like he wants to provide for them, or is it something where it's like he? I don't know. Is it is it more of like he still loves them and he wants to eventually go back to them? Because I'm almost kind of feeling like he doesn't. Like, is it almost just kind of child support at this point? And it's just like yeah, it's just a thing I got to do, whatever. Like because maybe oh, he, maybe it's a way to keep him under his thumb. Maybe oh, it could admit, be that too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think maybe yeah. If he just keeps paying them, maybe he can. There's. I think he, you know, <laughs> full sentences. Um, I do think he's paying them. I do think he's just paying them to keep him under his thumb in a sense. Like I don't know why. Uh, maybe he is. If he pays them, there's like a quote unquote paper trail that he can. Uh, throw them under the bus if he needs to. Well, I was I was even going to say is, do they know something about him that could hurt him? Yeah, I think I, I thought about that too. Um, and if that is the case, um, I think that's something that the D, you and your DM can decide. Um, okay. I don't think that's necessarily anything that we have to. Yeah, we don't have to go flesh into out it. right now and like identify. But I, I do like that route that they know something about him. It's kind of hush money. Okay. Um, so, so it's his weakness in a way. His, his, like again. So, thinking of this as the DM, if you want your player characters to defeat this villain, they need to find this family. They need yeah. to find his family, talk to them, figure out whatever it is they have on him, or maybe it's even. I he... think it's. I also like the idea of it just being the kids. I feel like babies soften babies. the peep babies. I feel like kids and and the innocence of a child will will always soften even the toughest of characters. Mm-hmm. So I think that he is still very much attached to maybe a daughter that he has or a son that he has and he doesn't go back to his family because he's so tied up in this thing and it's the only thing that he thinks he's good at. Maybe he has no self of self-worth okay. outside of this evil stuff that he's doing. But the soft side of him is, I, this is all I have to do to provide for my family. It's dangerous. I know that. I love that. I can't mm-hmm. go to my family and get them involved, but I still have to provide for them. 
Okay, so they're they're kind of like his Achilles heels in some way. So like, maybe it's he he still really cares about the children and he's doing everything kind of for them. But his wife does have something or know something. And like, and even with the whole thing of he gambled big and lost. I mean, did he disappear? Does whoever he gambled big and lost to think he's dead or just gone? And like, the family knows. Well, no, he's not. And these people are still looking for him. So if you, you know. Yeah. Tell them where he is that, well, you know, and, and like, and again, I, I'm just trying to help with that whole idea of subtlety, right? The little subtle things that will like help this character be a little reined in, yeah. in, in a way. So it's not just so overtly chaotic evil. Um, but yeah. So as far as like other organizations, do we want to say like his family <laughs> is, is a, is a type of thing that is, uh, a weakness of, of his as well as this organization he's running from or the, the thieves guild or whatever yeah. group it was. Yeah. I think, I think the big things in his background that, that are, he's organized with or tied to that you can flesh out would be his family and then whatever okay. organization broke him. Okay. Um, we don't have to name sure. them or anything like that sure. right now. That can be left up to you and your DM cause they're going to play yeah. a big part. Yeah. Um, but I, mean, I think those are the two organizations, family and the people that broke him. Okay, cool. And so that's the organization that he, as far as motivation goes, with this pop-up casino and, and, and all of this, does he want to eventually undermine that organization completely? I think so. Go... I... Okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I, I think that's fun. Um, nice. All right, very cool. Then what do we think this guy looks like? I think he's going to be very clean cut. Yeah, he's okay. he's going to want to give off a... Uh, I think he's going to want to look wealthier than he might act, maybe than maybe he is, you know. Okay. Um, so I think he's going to have like parted hair that's you know starts on like one side of his head and it's like slicked over, always clean, always done well. Um, I think he always looks nice just to give off that position, that aura of power and that aura of confidence. Um, you know, so whatever that means to you, you know, maybe he's mm-hmm. always wearing a. Uh, a vest and a tie, you know, um, sure. looks, looks very professional. Like, like someone that, like you said, has more money than maybe he actually does. Yeah. And like, uh, uh <laughs> I guess in my head, I was also kind of just thinking, um, I don't know why, like I'm, I'm, I'm setting in like a, like late 1800s style fashion, like, Ooh, like, like a proper English gentleman from this time period where it's like, maybe he has a cane. <laughs> or something that he doesn't like need but it's just it's fancy and then yeah. the thing too is with him being a rogue that cane can have a knife in it <laughs> that cane can just pull out and then like yeah i'll stab you <laughs> like uh what the hell's that movie the um the, I, I don't know whatever the movie where like the, the umbrella is a bulletproof shield and shit like that where they're all like it's an under- is that kingsman yeah like kingsman where- yeah, where they can see through the the umbrella and sh- yeah, I think it's Kingsman. Yeah, 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 that's right. yeah. Um, yeah, no, yeah, exactly. Like a proper, fine looking gentleman, but he's slowly kind of built all these defenses into it, right? Yeah. And maybe his armor and like because you can get leather um, leather armor, right? But maybe it's just this is a very nice, well woven suit that yeah. is in itself. But like uh, uh, in, in Daredevil with fucking Kingpin. Kingpin has like a not necessarily bulletproof, but a, a v- v- the the fabrics of it is very 
tough and can't, yeah. yeah and it can't be pierced by certain things so like yeah so maybe that's like his armor is the suit he wears and the vest and tie and has this cane i mean it could be an umbrella do you want him to have an umbrella instead of a cane i mean it could be like no i'm that, cool it, with the, i'm cool with a cane i just feel like no matter what he's wearing whatever because like you're i was thinking more modern you're thinking more like old older uh gentleman kind of look no matter what i think when he walks into a room his appearance alone is gonna say look at me yes so okay. whatever that means to you, run with it. Yeah. Um, but I'm also very okay with him having a cane. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Um, okay, so then the other thing I would say is what do we think uh, – We I don't think we've really gone into it, but like he's got a family, right, and his, he's got kids. Do we think he is much older? Do we think he's – I mean, and again, we don't have to figure – I'm just trying to think like for – within the situation when you're walking into this town yeah. that we're going to role play here in a minute, is he an old man? Is he a middle-aged man? Is he a younger man? Like, because that that will also kind of sway this, right? If he's like in his sixties, which he could be, could totally be fine to be a sixty-year-old human rogue that is his mastermind and trying to figure out your life at this point. People change at every different part of their lives. Yeah. So like, he could be that old, and that could be interesting, <laughs> right? To to have uh, this older man. I mean, because his strength is twelve, <laughs> so, yeah. or his strength is nine. I'm sorry, um, and so he's not very strong. Um, and his constitution isn't very high either. So I'm just I'm just curious what you were potentially thinking. Um, I was imagining him in just like late 30s, early 40s. But I think it's just, okay, so just, just like where my brain age. goes. Yeah. Sure. No, there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, because even that, like 30s, 40s, like I don't think when most people go to play a character, especially a human character, that's even probably older than most of them are thinking, right? Most think yeah. like, oh, like he's in his 20s or like and he's just up and coming. And he's just, yeah, trying to like, yeah, 30s, 40s, he, he has a family. So he's an older man yeah and he's um, a human so he can't be like a hundred you know yeah no yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but okay cool um do you think he's rather tall or do you think he's more penguin short-esque with this whole <laughs> um i think he's gonna be as tall slender okay you know just not there's not gonna be much to him he's not a brooding man like we've know like we've said with his strength and even sure. with his con he doesn't have a lot of health in the sense of the game yeah. so yeah i think he's just a taller you know Pretty basic cool. looking dude if you were to see him not dressed up and not doing his thing. All right. Well, then now it is time for your favorite part of the show. <laughs> uh, what do you want his name to be? I mean, his name doesn't have to be anything crazy because, again, he's a human. So we can just sure. name him like. But that's. But, 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 but. Why? <laughs> it's still a fantasy world. He, I mean, and the thing too is, okay, with his family when he grew up, what was he doing before that? Well, what is, what is his parents' situation? What was like? We don't have to go into that and flesh all of it out here, but those are still questions we haven't answered. Yeah, and that kind of goes into the name of it. So maybe he's from some crazy place up in the hills where they all give all hippie names, or maybe he's from in the city, but the city itself, you know, is is made up of more fantastic creatures that aren't necessarily all humans and maybe he's the minority as a human and that's part of the reason he feels lesser than himself because everyone else has either has pointy ears or big muscles or all of these different things that make them cool and i'm just this fucking human like yeah so i mean sure he could be just random insert generic name or it could be sounds. It could just be weird sounds. No, that's so dumb. I'm not. A, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. I don't think it's going to be that exotic. I feel like this character okay. is pretty. You know, from a normal town. Um, but maybe he's given himself like an um an alter ego. 
So maybe we can try and play with, I know we've done alliterations in the past, but he's like a mastermind and he's arrogant. So he definitely views himself as a mastermind. So maybe sure. he has an M name for like, he calls himself in his own head. He's, you know, well, Mar- Marvin the mastermind. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that's what I'm choosing. It's the example I'm giving. <laughs> I was just going to let it silence it. Um, sure, 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 sure. So like, um, I mean, so essentially he's trying to brand himself, right? Like it's, 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 it's seen like, and this is the thing too, is, I mean, I feel like every character we've had so far, is like, sure, here's his given name, but then he's got this name. Yeah. So I'm fine with him just having one name. I do like the idea of him having a brand or something that he's known by, whether it's mastermind or masterful or the fucking whatever, but I'm fine with it also just being part of his real name, right? Like Dwayne, the rock Johnson, right? Yeah. You know, it's something in the middle so it could be you know i mean and 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 is that what he wants to call himself i mean we have the rogue mastermind there and i'm fine with mastermind being if that's like his end like epitome of what he would see himself as but is there maybe a a different name for it or a different uh i don't know what would he trying to think maybe it is just mastermind right or maybe it's just a game i mean <laughs> he could even want to be a game master or or uh, uh um the the playful or something the you know the i don't know just i don't know and the best like brands are in my opinion are given to you you know you don't come up come up with it yourself it's i feel like it's something sure. everyone else refers to you as and you never refer well, to yourself I, as such i think the best example is the one i get Dwayne the rock johnson like yeah. it is that he was known as the rock and still to many people is the rock. Yeah. So like what, what is his, the rock? <laughs> like, and, and again, we don't have to come up with it. It can be something that like, you know, whatever later, but like he could be the roller. Oh mm-hmm. my God. That's so bad. The rock and the roller, <laughs> <laughs> the rock, the rock and the rye. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, but you know what I mean? Like it could be like this idea of like, I don't know, something that's game related, something that's like, I don't know. And but he also with his in fact the world does revolve around me, he would totally come up with a name of how he introduces himself to people. For sure, like, probably right. right. Um I'll but just name you, him uh Gaston. Just full on, just full on Gaston. Just, just do it. Well, I mean, I'm fine with taking name I mean, I fucking took Maurice from uh Little Monsters last week. If you just want to name him Gaston, that's fine. Or like no. even just from that, like what's a what's a deriver de, uh deriver oh, what's the right word? Der- Derivative. What's a derivative of of Gaston? Um, is it just Ton? <laughs> or oh my god! Or Ston? I am I am Ston the Ston the 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 Stila. A Ston the um, Ston the Suave <laughs> or Suave Ston. <laughs> um, like, I don't know. Again, I also don't care. So <laughs> fine. Come up with a generic name. <laughs> Marvin the mastermind it is. No, Marvin's dumb. Um, da, 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 you know, I just, I don't know. Um, well, w- I'm trying to look, find, like, maybe a different a way to spin a casino name. Well, w- when you say casino name, I mean, are you thinking, like, the Luxor in Vegas? Or are you thinking, like, something that relates to gambling and a casino? Like, some sort of term? I'm thinking an actual... Casino. Like I'm trying to think of a fancy, a different way to say the word Bellagio. Maybe that's his name, or you know, just another well-known 
casino or maybe you know we're in sure. D. his name could be like this casino name sounds like a name uh the venetian his name could be it, it, yeah venetian. i mean he could he could just be like kind of like the mandalorian right he is just the venetian yeah oh, um <laughs> but what is what is i mean again that's perfectly fine we can go with it i'm just trying to look up what is venetian is that just mean from venice i don't know it's a las vegas strip casino <laughs> It's, uh, I think it's one of the more to, popular ones. Yeah, I'm trying to see. It, it, I've heard of it. I'm just trying to think, like, the, like, but I've never thought to like, myself, what does it mean? What, is, what does it mean? I don't know. Whatever. We know uh, it means casino in yes, real world. I was, I was right. Uh, an inhabitant or resident of Venice and the region of Veneza. Ven, Venezia? Venezia. I also struggle with... I struggle more with the reading of words, more so than coming up with them. I could talk forever. Um, but, <laughs> yes. So, but, but okay, so then I'll push you past that, even. I like the idea of just being known as the Venetian. What does he want to call his casino? Because that would be his name then, right? Like, ooh, I am the this. I am... What is he from? Like, yeah, that's is true. It, like... And it doesn't have to be the city name. It doesn't. I mean, if we want it to be a city name, it, it can be. And I mean, <laughs> we're in Podcastria, right? That's the city. But like, I'm not saying like he's not the park or is he the the Castrian? I like the idea of um, him having a casino that's named after like sirens. You know, the th- the thing that calls you in, but then is ultimately like your takes you out. Okay. You know, which is, I feel, I know that's something that's actually like a real Ooh. thing in the D&D world, so it might not be good because people would be wait, like, wait, why wait. would I go to that? So, so you mean like actual sirens within like the monsters? Yeah, like siren songs that, you know, yes. come into the water or whatever the hell that they do and then they eat yes. you or some shit. Yes, 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 yes. Very similar to like mermaid. Yeah, yeah. Things. Um, okay, okay. But that, but that is, that is fun. I like that. Um, what's, what's a, um, so 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 would you think then the name of his casino would be called the Siren Song? Um yeah. But yeah, I feel like I'm thinking too much about it. Yeah, I want to call his casino the Siren Song and that and okay. people in podcast are too dumb to realize that that means you're going to go there <laughs> well, and not do well. But 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 it's but it's but it's it's fine. It's fine. Like that that there's plenty of places that are are called like the Vice or whatever. It's like yeah, oh true. no, that's something that's bad. But like so so if his place is called the Siren Song what does he want to be known as? Maybe he, his name is Siren. Yeah, Sire. Like, I'm Sire of the Siren song. Yeah. Is that too much? No, fuck it. Okay. Whatever. We love alliteration here. We're all about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so his name is, is it just Sire? Sire or is it, like a formal, like if you've been knighted or some shit, isn't it? Yeah, so maybe his name it. is like... Uh, is he just the Sir? The Sir of the Siren song? Yeah, you'll you'll call me sir, and anything less, I'm gonna punch you in the face. <laughs> like all of yeah. you are beneath me, you're gonna call me sir. I am sir yeah. from the siren song. Well, and then the thing too is like, maybe he has this grand idea of the siren song and that, but it doesn't exist yet, right? It's not there. But he wants to make this this casino that will move and go all these different places, that will be called the siren song. And yeah. I like that. So his okay. name is just well, because I was also just trying to think of a lot of things. I was gonna say it's like the Joker, right? Like he just goes by the Joker. So I was like, the is he just the Sir? Is he the Sir or Sir or no? Nope, just, um, just Sir. Just sir. sir. I'm Sir from the Siren Song. All right. All right. Nice. Okay. Cool. Well, we did it. Look at that. 
and it's not just a generic name. <laughs> that's true. That's true. We did do it. Um, we got sure there. He, it took I'm too sure long, but we got there. Uh, whatever. Too long. <laughs> we're 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 here. We're we're here for this. Um, I was gonna say though, this probably wasn't his given name, which is fine. You know, we don't have to come up with it. But I'm just saying like, that's what he goes by now. Yep, absolutely. He is sir. This is okay. the role that he's created, and he's leaning into ooh, it. Ooh, maybe his name is Steve Irwin Reginald, or so it's S I R. Ah, smart. Or it's, or it's like Sam, Sam, Sam Irvin. What's what's an R last name? Reynolds. Sam Irvin Reynolds. That sounds like a celebrity. Sure. I don't know if it's and just so, because of the Reynolds part or because of all of it, but it definitely sounds like a celebrity. <laughs> okay. Either way, he goes by Sir, and he wants to make a casino that is called The Siren Song. Yep. All right. Cool. Well, then we will interact now uh, with this character entering the seedy tavern of Podcastria. Ooh. All right. So... You're entering the CD Tavern at Podcastria. It's a little little improved from the last time we were here. It's not as drab as it was. The lights have been fixed inside a little bit more with some more candles being spread around the the walls as well as there's now a few on the table. When you enter, uh, it's a little busier. There are probably about 15 people in here uh, scattered throughout. There's at the... A few at the at the four tops, um, kind of over by the stage, um, which now you actually see does have a form of entertainment happening on it from a dark-haired uh, individual with some mice. <laughs> and then over at the bar, um, there are a few different conversations happening. Uh, there's two hap- there's two humans sitting down that are talking, as well as there is a a lone orc that is sitting there with a large great axe just kind of next to him. Um, and it looks like he has a few empty. Uh, Hagger or what are they? Mead things, big glasses, steins, empty steins next to him, um, and he is trying to wave down uh, the server who is behind the the bar. Which, as you approach up to the the bar, it looks a little cleaner than before. It's not as sticky as it was. The wood has kind of been wiped down nicely, but it's not it's not treated. It's still kind of like exposed. Um, and he finally gets the attention of uh, the bartender, which seems to be a rather tall thick half elf which is weird because they're not usually portly but this one seems to have uh, let himself go a little bit and he's then running over to uh the half orc um that is uh trying to order another glass of mead okay is that it yes all right so i walk in um at the bar and uh shoot the bartender's already being flagged down you said yeah, so he just walks over. <laughs> Hello, uh, yes, uh, more. You want more? Okay, yeah, I'll get you another. Just calm down. Yeah, yeah, give me another one, and I want it right now. Uh, okay, all right. <clears throat> Hold on. And so he's now waddling kind of over to the other side of the bar, mumbling under his breath, uh, away from the drunken half-orc. Ah, a good sir. Bartender. Oh, yep, I'll, I'll be right over there with you. Uh, hang on. Hang on? Oh, y- yes, I'm filling, I'm filling this meat. Okay, here you are, sir. <clears throat> what, what can I get for you? I would obviously like a drink. Oh, all right, well then I'll just a normal glass of mead. If that's what you're offering. 
I mean, it's a, yes, um, why are you, uh, all right. <clears throat> so he just waddles away again back over to the other side of the bar, and you see him starting to pour another glass. <sighs> all, all right. Um, is that it? Do you want any food? Or are you looking for room? I'm fine <clears throat> right now. I'm just taking this all in. Are you you are you the owner of the, the this establishment? Oh. Uh, well, no, it's kind of a rotating cast of people that kind of just work back here, but no, I don't own it. Hmm. Why? I'm interested in speaking with the owner. Well, I can speak on his behalf. He's not here today. Okay, that's fair. I have all, like, legal purposes and manners of that. Yeah, 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 I understand. You can speak on behalf of the owner. Perfect. Yeah. Um... Who the hell's on the stage right now? Are there mice in this establishment? Yes, but they're, from what I can tell, trained. Oh. He's he's a he's a new hire. He's been doing well. Whatever. So I just I kind of ignore the bartender, shove him off, um, and some time passes. I'm just sitting. I'm just examining the people around me, taking it all in, kind of keeping to myself, sipping on my one glass of mead. Um, until I finally decide that this is, uh, this is too boring. I'm not having a good time and I need to try and spruce things up a little bit. And I notice that the bartender and, um, the person who was aggravating him when I first walk in kind of have a rapport. Mm-hmm. They, uh, it's almost like a friendly aggravation that they have against one another. Correct. And I decide to approach the, the patron on my side of the bar. And just, I say to him, I'm like, come here often, sir? Yeah, this is the only real place that's good to get a drink. Hmm. I mean, I mean, what, have you never heard of the city tavern? I mean, <laughs> this is my first time here, and, uh, you know, it's kind of boring, wouldn't you say? Wait, first time here is, like, in town, or first time to the city tavern? First time, uh, to this town. Doesn't seem like there's much to do. Aren't you bored? No. I'm four glasses into this mead. <laughs> this is the most excitement you'll ever really find here in Podcastria. Well, what if I could change that? What if I could change that for you and everyone else around us? I, 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 no. Just calm down, all right? It's, we don't need... It is much more fun to drink... And play games at the same time, instead of just drinking Uh-oh. your life and your money away. What 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 kind of games are you talking? I can make this. I have this. I have this axe here, and I'm well. I can chop things. <laughs> like like watch watch. And then the bartender. No no. Hey, we talked about this. You cannot swing that in here. Listen listen. You guys all seem like you are well established and respected uh, gentlemen. So how about we just yeah. how about we just play a respectful game, liven things up a little bit, humor the guest. That seems like an honorable thing that you guys would do, is it not? Well, I so do I need my axe? Because I mean, I have it. Is your axe worth anything? I mean, yeah, it's worth all the trees and the animals it can cut down in one single blow. <laughs> So it's worth a lot, it's not necessarily to the common person, but in your hands it is quite valuable. Yes. 
then yes, I mean, this you is will. how I make my living. <laughs> then yes, you will be needing your ask your axe, sir. Good. Then I'm in for this game. And then he kind of slams it down and sticks into the bar. But hey, we. <sighs> We've talked about this. Bartender, would you like to accompany us in this game? Uh, well, I, I have a lot of running around I need to do with the drinks and the different... Oh, come on, don't be like that. <laughs> don't you want at, to... I look down at the bar and I see everyone's drinks are at least half full. I'm like, so this won't take any longer than anything else you would have to do. No one's drinks will go empty during this time, I assure you. This will be quick. <sighs> I guess I could use a little bit of a distraction, but uh, I don't. I don't really. What? What? What is this game? Can you get us three empty mugs, please? Uh, yes. Hang on. And he reaches underneath and pulls up two or three dirty mugs and just kind of sets them out. Uh, do we? They don't need to be cleaned, right? No, no, not at all, sir. Don't you trouble yourself with cleaning them. I will take care of everything else from here. Here. Take these, and I reach into my pocket, and I take out two bags, and I put them in front of uh, the bartender and the patron, and I say, inside are five die. You will need them for this game. Uh, check them out, look them over, see them, show them to us, and then please put them inside your mug. And I shall do the same. All right. Why are these so small? <laughs> All right. I mean, I, how many are there? There are five of them. Should there not be? Can you count to five, sir? You know, I'm just going to take your word for it. Everything's kind of blurry. All right, all right. Thank you. I appreciate oh, that. Yeah, yeah. I have five. Now, I think I think it's safe for me to say that I'm going to ask you guys to go against your better natures to play this game because this game is called Liar's Dice. And you seem like both very honest, very hardworking individuals, but I'm going to have to ask you to lie. Is that something that you guys can handle? Uh, well, I, it's all for I, the game. I uh, yeah, it was just for fun. I don't suppose. I don't really be be fine. I, yeah, whatever. <laughs> All right, well, we'll do a quick example round, okay? So I want everyone to put their die into their mug, give it a good shake, and then slam your mug down onto the bar. All right. Now, everyone, lift up your mugs. Don't let me see. Don't let the bartender see. And look at how many die you have. You can read the numbers, sir, right? And I say to the bar patron. Yeah, there's dots on them. All right, perfect, perfect. So now I will go first just to set the stage. I have to tell all of you how many of a number there are on the table between all three of our sets of die. So looking at my own, I am going to say that there are at least three fives on the table. Now, sir, and I gesture to the guy um, who's on my side of the bar. Mm -hmm. You will go next. You have to up my ante. By either the amount of die or the number that you are saying. So I said there are three fives. Your options to say are to say there are more than three fives by saying there are four fives, five All fives, right. whatever have you. Or you can keep the three and say there are three sixes because you have to increase one of them. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah. So you said there are three fives. Between all three of us, there are at least three fives. All right, well, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that uh, four ones. Four ones. All right, now, bartender, sir, you have to up that ante 
by either saying there are five twos or five ones, but you have to increase a number. Uh, well, I, I, I don't, I can't really, I don't really know what else. I, I don't think that there probably are anything more than, and in, in either direction. So anybody need to need to. Need so are to you say, saying? Are you saying that my friend here, my friend here, is a liar? Well, I don't know if that. I mean, he could. I mean. Would you I like to? Would you like to call his bluff? In the event that you do, we lift our mugs and we expose the numbers on the table. But yeah, then uh, yes, I, I I think that perhaps. Well, I'm just saying I don't think that I can say that there are at least four of anything else, or, or potentially. Uh, yeah, yeah, right, sure. Let's say he's a liar. All right, everyone. Lift what up will your... you call you? Hey, it's all for the game, sir. Please calm down. Let's all lift up our mugs and see if there are, in fact, four ones. Then, bartender, you have been tricked. If there are more than four ones or less than four ones, then you, sir, you are a liar. I am showing zero ones. I have none to add to this equation based on my set. What? Yeah, okay, well, I have two ones. And he shows the the two ones uh, under his. Oh, oh, okay. So what does uh, so what does that mean? Then I show mine now, and I only have one one. Oh, so you only have one one. You yeah. only have two one. Um, I think I'm pretty confident in saying that there are only three ones on this table, sir. You are a liar. You well, I couldn't lost. see any of your dice. I didn't know that. This game's dumb. You lost, sir. Would you like to try again? But this time, let's all just make it a little more interesting, shall we? Yeah. I don't like losing. This isn't fair. I'm going to call you a liar next time. Well, I didn't know that's what was going on. I'm sorry. That's all right. That's all right. It's okay. It's all part of the game. Now, I will be the first one to offer something up in this regard. Um, this item is very important to me. And I'm going to put it up and just, you know, for a game of chance. I'm going to, um, so then I'm going to take, I don't know, I've got, I've got an expensive necklace on. It's got an heirloom of some sort. Um, it's fake as fuck, but, <laughs> but it looks really expensive. It looks nice. All right. All right. I'm going to take it and I'm going to set it on the table. It's like this item here is virtually priceless. It's been passed down by generation and generation. And I couldn't imagine what one could score for it. They'd probably never have to work a day in their lives if they sold it. If they didn't want to anymore. They would be set for generations. Now I expect something of equal value by each of you to be bet on this game. Something just as important to you. Sir. I want your axe to be put up for. In this game. I'm, I'm... And if I win, I get that nice shiny little necklace right there. Correct, sir. Well, all right. And if I lose, then whoever you would take this axe. <laughs> Correct. I would have your axe. <laughs> I don't think you could even carry this axe, but fine. <laughs> I I think I I think that's a wager I'd be willing to make. All right. Now, bartender, I think well, you have something that can offer oh, that well, you can well, offer us. This. This seems a bit like it's uh, getting a little out of hand. I don't, I don't know. Uh, 
I just thought we were playing for fun. I don't want to take your nice necklace. It seems like it's rather important to you, potentially. This, this is fun. Do you not feel it in your blood? Feel it in your heart? The excitement, <sighs> the rush, the possibility of having something that isn't yours? Well, and it's well, worth lots of money? Yeah, well, yes, of, of, of course. But I would feel bad if I potentially took something so important to you. And plus, I don't have anything that's that... That's that important or that big? I disagree, sir. I think you have the deed to this bar, this establishment, these four walls. Oh well, well, I mean that's that's in the back in the in the manager's office, yes. But I do. <laughs> I don't. Uh, well, uh, you said that this necklace potentially could make it so nobody you wouldn't have to work anymore. Correct. So I suggest. That you go to the manager's office and you get that deed and you put it on this table. And then we all decide who's going to be set for the rest of their lives from here on out. Oh, and I smile. Isn't that exciting? Well, I don't. What about... Huh. Fine. All right. <laughs> and he, he walks... Away from the bar. So when he um, goes away from the bar, um, I want to add an, an extra D6 to his uh, um, his cup. To his cup? Yeah. Okay, so he has now... He's going to have six? 66s. He's going to be the only one that has 66s. To the bartenders? Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so you do that, um, and then... Uh, <laughs> Uh, he comes back out uh, with with some papers and all of this. And he goes, oh, "All right, well now, Terence is Terence is a good friend of mine, and well, this is this is his establishment, and so uh, I, I, I I feel I feel hesitant about this, but L- listen, listen, I understand that you guys are offering up things that you know they're they're your livelihood. My my." heirloom here my necklace is just a piece of property i don't need it to make a money i don't need it to make a living i just wear it so i'll make this fair for you guys i will give myself one less die under my mug so you will all have um five die in your mug and then i only have four making it more difficult for me to predict what's on the table all right, that seems like it's just making it harder. Yeah, yeah, fine, fine. So, uh, uh, I mean, wouldn't you agree? I have less, you have more, so therefore it's easier to easier for you. That makes sense to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm fine with this. I'm fine with this. Just, just let it happen, Barry. Well, all right. Well, that's okay. All right. So, everyone, shake your mugs and slam your mugs down on the table. All right, I will go first, and I will say that there are at least two sixes on the table. I'm still rolling. Yeah, no worries. All right, so now it's my turn. So you said two sixes. Yeah. 
I'm going to say that there are at least three fours. All right, three fours, three fours, perfect, perfect. Now, bartender, sir, how many mistakes do you have? Well, uh, wait, I... Hang on, I, I, there's... I, I have more dice in here. You have more dice in there? Yeah, yes, when I flipped it over, now I have... I, there's, there's an extra, there's a sixth one in here. Did you give me your extra one? Where did you put your extra? Where is understand. my extra one? Did you take my extra one? What? No, no I just flipped over the mug. Were you afraid to lose the bar, so you tried to cheat? Did you try to cheat us? Hey, wait, what? No, I would never do such a thing as that. I think you tried to cheat us. Lift up your mugs, everyone. I lift up mine, there's only four D6s. Yeah, I lift, he lifts up his, and there's six, and the the orc uh, lifts up his, and that there are five under his. Where where is my fifth die? I well, I, I I I don't know. I've got. I put it in the middle with everything. Did you take it? It's not here. Uh, you but, saw me remove it. Where did it go after that? I I, I don't know this. I I don't care so much about this game. You were the one that wanted to play. Sir, he was trying to take your axe from you. He was trying to get an advantage to take your livelihood, take my heirloom. Barry, why? Barry, I don't... Why is this... This is dumb. This was stupid. This was supposed to be a game of fun, Barry. Yeah, Barry. I did not do any... I'm done. I I frankly had enough of of these games. Take back all your dice. And I no one no one gets anything. No one gets that's not the name of the game. You cheated, you lost. You got caught. There are consequences to your actions, sir. But I I I would never. Sir, I'm going to need to have you leave. I will leave with the deed to this bar. But that's not even how No. I was not trying to... This is... No. No, this is not how this is going to happen. That, 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 that is it. I'm... Please. And he grabs the deed off the table. Just get out. I slam, get out. My, I slam my hand on the deed. You offered it up, and then you cheated. You lost. This is I, mine. I'm... No. No, 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 no. I did not cheat. This is not... You have... He turns to the orc. Fig, fig you have to believe me. I... I I don't know where the dice went, and all of a sudden it's in yours, Barry. That doesn't seem very nice or fair. I think, I don't, I think that maybe, maybe this, this person has a point. No, but that's not. Barry, you're fired. I don't know how that dice got in there. That doesn't matter anymore, Barry. Leave and don't come back. This, this is not. This is not how this is going to end. I, you'll, I'm, I'm going to find Terence, and I'm going to, and we'll. Come, damn it! <laughs> he just walks away. I have this shit-eating grin on my face. And, sir, you get to keep your axe today. Thank you for being honest in a game of liar's dice. 
Is there anything uh, that I can get for you? I don't really. I, I just, it doesn't really seem like it was that. I don't know why Barry had that. I mean, even the fact that he was willing to. I don't know, you just. I guess I could take another ale. Perfect, sir. I will get you another ale. Now I am the top dog of this bitch. That was out of character. And seemed. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's so, hard. Playing games is hard in D anD. d No, like so. I, well, yes. No, it, it is a little more difficult, especially when we're not all at the like table together. Um, but no, I, I think Liar's Legs is a fun game to play in in the in the world of of D anD. d And it's fun just to just to play. And that's not what I was going to go to first. Is just there obviously would have been more persuasion, like roles and things and stuff that would have been. He wouldn't have been that easy to just put the 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 D. Oh yeah, for like, sure. The, so like that's where it's like just to keep it moving and keep it going, keep it interesting. It, it's it just shows how Sir would act uh, in these uh, in this type of scenario and how evil. <laughs> yeah. When it, so uh, yeah, exactly. That's a good point to bring up that I don't think we've discussed in our other um, stories or another RP moments is that we're not rolling dice, we're not making persuasion rolls, we're just kind of we're going with the flow and that's just in a dice rolling world if i was rolling straight d20s the whole time that's exact or i'm sorry natural 20s the whole time that's exactly how that scenario would have played out for this character um it's up to you taking this character into a campaign or something to figure out how he's going to offset the bad rolls you know and that's where it gets fun and it gets challenging Mm -hmm. um and these little moments that we do that was my character's goal it's like i walked into an establishment that I wasn't the most important person there. I didn't own it, and I really mm-hmm. wanted to. And that was yeah. my goal, and you know that's how I would have gone about achieving it. Yeah, and that's where it's like, again, like I don't, I, I don't think it, it necessarily would play out exactly like that, but just for making it more interesting and keeping the game going and actually being able to get to Liar's Dice, I just couldn't think of anything else to put up that one sir would be interested in <laughs> and or, or want. Um, but also it was just like, okay, this is fine. Yeah, we'll move with this. But then also playing to the feature that we talked about with the gambler background is you can convince nearly anyone to put up something they aren't willing to part with, yeah. i.e. property, information, coin, or an item, by putting up something that you have in a game of chance. And then this is now after that is a very important sentence as well that just says your dm might rule that they will only agree to a game of their choosing and they may only agree if it feels like the odds are heavily stacked in their favor and then it gets to roll for charisma if used many times in succession the dm can institute a temporary negative modifier blah 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 blah. so there's a a lot that would have went into helping set up that situation and just to kind of speed it up and move it along we were just like all right cool yeah this just kind of happens he's just very charismatic he he was able to convince them to put these things up and yeah so like any sense of like suspending that disbelief i mean come on (laughs) uh we're just having fun with it and i think that is a very interesting take and it's definitely different than anyone else we've had walk into the bar uh at, at at this point and as far as then picking up sir of the siren song from here moving forward with him it's like i don't know if he necessarily owns a bar but that maybe is his goal then moving forward right like discuss it with your dm and figure that out and maybe he does want to have a scenario like that where he's constantly trying to have these high stake games but then also with that like that heirloom that you made up right there right 
he probably has a shit ton of things that are really good forgeries Yeah, <laughs> that he is constantly willing to put out there. Maybe he even has deeds himself that are fake, that are to things that don't actually exist, that he is willing to put out. Cause that, that goes into the, the mastermind background, right? He has uh, uh, something with forgery, or was it not mastermind? Was it? Was it um, I think there's, there, there's something somewhere where he, he's able to forge stuff. Yeah. I could have swore... I read it. I don't know. Or, or if, if, if you're not able to and it's not a thing already, there are different traits and things you can take to try and make that definitely, a definitely. thing that you want to try and do or get yeah. better at. So, yeah, there's definitely ways to play around with him constantly wanting to take from people and break people and, and build up what he wants. And so, yeah, it definitely would be interesting. And it would have been... I probably think just as interesting if he wasn't able to get what he wanted in this scenario, right? And maybe that's where we find him as he's making a huff in this bar trying to get people to give up stuff and make these big bets or these big things. And maybe someone from your group was that orc or someone's watching this game or someone loses something to him. And so there's a little bit of like hostility in the very beginning and then how they bring him in is like, you know what? Fine. How you can pay us back or how you can do this is we have something we need help with or we have something we need blah, blah, blah. And he's like, all right, fine, yeah, let's see where we can go and what we can do. But I think just from I, – I, I didn't play him there, but just from as much as we've talked about him, he doesn't really seem like the type that would want to get his hands dirty per se. So yeah, like, no. I'd, be, I'd be curious to see what it else – It also could have just been a flex. Like maybe the next day Terrence yeah. and what's-his-face come back all pissed off, and he's like, see, this is the guy, Terrence, that I told you about, took our deed. And yeah. I'm like, I don't want your stupid bar. Yeah. Be better yeah. next time. Yeah, you know, that's, I, I displayed my dominance. I showed them my genitals, and you know, I, I let them know who was in charge, even when they thought that maybe they were for a moment. Um, mm-hmm. So maybe it was just a flex. But they, yes, there's a lot of things that you can do coming out of that um, that role playing moment. Um, I personally felt really bad for Barry, and it was really hard to be mean to him because <laughs> he was just so dumb and pure. Yeah. Um, so it's hard playing an evil character is not as easy as it sounds because um, you just shit on nice people all the time. You take advantage, um, mm-hmm. and it's not. I don't do that, at least in my day-to-day. So if you do, I mean, I guess, I don't know. Kudos? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, and so that's where, I mean, I, we didn't really talk much about, like, Sir in battle and, like, what he would actually be. He seems more like a fun RP character to play. Um, and I, I and that's where I'm now just kind of looking through this this rogue, like, trait as well. And apparently, starting at third level, you can use the help action as a bonus action. Um and when you do that, you aid an ally in attacking a creature within 30 feet of you rather than 5 feet of you. So, like, I think that just means you give, like, advantage. And so, like, yeah. there, there's, there's, there's ways to use him that, like, I think he's definitely going to be the type of person that starts a lot of fights but isn't necessarily the one that wants to be in them. Yeah, exactly, um, exactly. I agree. And I think that would probably even be then what he sees the use of other people, right? He sees the use of having a big brooding, you know, whatever person there to take some of that hits and deal them out and then the healer that's going to make sure he stays alive when his can't talk his way out of a situation yeah and so yeah i (laughs) i think he's really fun and interesting and like i said i think this is the first like villain like character that we that we've created that even as a dm i'd be excited to um just to have be around yeah have him pop up from time to time and Interact with the party. Yeah, I think he. I think this is our first character that we've created that can be taken by a DM or taken from a, by a player, and yeah. be, and it would work either way. 
Yeah. Um, well, and 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 sorry. This, the one thing I was thinking too is like his idea of wanting to get a tavern or a bar. Like 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 I was talking about how there is a magical item that is the like uh, tavern that pops yeah. up or things like. One thing we we haven't talked about and i think i might want to bring in in the future is an- another characteristic is magic items just in some way shape or form not necessarily they have it now but for for sir i think definitely part of his motivation and goal is to find a magical item that allows him to have a pop-up yeah, tavern definitely. or something like that and so as a dm as a hook plant that somewhere someone's talking about oh yeah this type of magic or this place that pops up and goes away and blah 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 because that would then instantly for this player character oh okay i want to figure that out i want to look and see what that is i want to take that i need that yeah and so like i think that's just as of right now like i said just fits in naturally with this but i think for the next few characters potentially i want to look at bringing in a magical item or even just rolling on a magical item that doesn't mean they have it but it could be something they want yeah it could be their motivation right Yes, and then it helps tie into that in some way, shape, or form. So, yeah. So I think that's cool to potentially be moving forward with. Um, right. Awesome. But, so yeah, with that, if you, with that being said, if you, uh, if you decide to DM this player as an NPC that randomly, you know, throws your party into a crazy adventure, let us know. If you yeah. take this party into or this character into a campaign and you are playing it, also let us know the choices that you make, the situations you get yourself into. Um, we would love to hear about it. Absolutely. Um, would never be an issue also let us know um, what we got wrong what we should have done better Um, (laughs) if you think something is just way too out there there's no way that makes sense we're we're open to having a dialogue Um, this is what we do so we we love talking about it Uh, anything else no well i'm just gonna say to, to reach out uh, for uh, for that type of stuff, you can email us at rngpcpodcast at gmail.com. Um, we're also on Twitter uh, and Instagram and Facebook, and our handles for all of those are rng underscore pc. Um, and yeah, definitely let us know. And then also, like we kind of tried to describe what this character looks like as well. We'd love to see any fan art of it yeah. and potentially what it looks like. And yeah, here's the stories that you guys uh, potentially in your campaigns used him for. Um, yeah, and then we'll be back next week. And if you have any ideas or characteristics or magic items or alignments that you think would be interesting to see fleshed out, I mean, I think this was probably our first time where we kind of, it took a little bit, right? It it took some massaging with the different ideals and backgrounds and things to figure out where this character, where he comes from, what he wants and how he interacts in this world. But it's fun. It is, it <laughs> and I think is. we got, I think we got a, a very interesting character that is very different. And like I said, I'm excited that we have a chaotic evil character that feels like it wouldn't completely fuck up a whole campaign. By him yep. being there. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Um, and so, yeah, if you guys have other suggestions, um, go ahead, email them to us or tweet them at us or write it on our wall on Facebook. Do people know <laughs> what it is? Do some people say, I don't know. Um, but yeah, so, let us know any combinations you might have or ideas you might have moving forward, and uh, we will be back here next week. But in the meantime, you guys just keep rolling and keep playing. See you next week, guys.